down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, any of this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! God damn it, I hit my fucking funny bone. <laughs> no, see? <laughs> it's called the funny bone because everyone else laughs. Motherfucker. Don't worry, don't worry, Box. I'll be your huckleberry. Oh, shit. That fucking hurt. All right, here, here, here. I'm your huckleberry. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. I hit that motherfucker. Didn't even mean to. That was right when the fucking entrance started. It still hurts. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what's going on, everybody? You got uh, you got Boxman here. This is T. All right, folks. Uh, sorry for the, uh, <laughs> for the abrupt end to the show. Sorry. THT Movie Review. And uh, we uh, we got Bobby with us. What's up, Bobby? What's up, man? Not much. <laughs> and oh, Bobby. Always. Uh, and we are... We have no topic. We go off the rails so much, I figured we'd just stay off them tonight. We'll just... We'll completely derail this motherfucker. We're going to talk random movies, random TV shows, maybe TV shows we're watching now, maybe some movies we've watched over the past week... We're just gonna let it go tonight. Yeah, I love let it. it go. <laughs> let it go. I feel like somebody should be playing Tony Braxton right about now. I I don't have <laughs> any. I don't have any. Sorry. <laughs> I used to do that for a living. I'm not doing that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. So uh, 
I don't know. I mean, we were sort of talking about some things off air. Um, but here, here's something I wanted to really quick start with. Last week, after the show, I got to bed about 3 o'clock. I got up the next morning, and goddamn, if there wasn't Enter the Dragon, had just... Enter past the episode. What? Well, yep, yep. Past episode. We did the Bruce Lee show. Now, Enter the Dragon was on. It was in the first. I mean, the the, the theme was still playing from the beginning. Mm. Oh, mm. what a way to wake up and watch Enter the Fucking Dragon. Kids weren't here. It was quiet oh. for a couple hours. I got to watch oh. the whole fucking movie in complete quietness. Oh, you had to be in your glory. In heaven. My mom called, and I'm like, I really can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> why? Look, I, 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 I'll, I'll explain why, but give me an hour and a half. I'll call you back. You cannot watch You cannot watch Into the Dragon and not feel like you can whoop anybody's ass after that movie. Dude, that's, <laughs> it, that's like leaving the, a, a Rocky film. You know, in, oh, yeah. it's like leaving a Rocky film in New York. You know, all those got holy shit. Be careful leaving a Rocky film in New York. Everyone's trying to fight when you get out of that movie. <laughs> Eddie Murphy will tell you about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hop in your fucking get in your I Rock Z. <laughs> uh, now, I, I don't know. You know, uh, piggyback off of what you said. You know. Was that not one of the funniest bits ever captured on film? Oh, dude. Rocky, um, Rocky, uh, Eddie Murphy's impersonation of Italians. Dude, that <laughs> that, is... I'm sorry. To this day, that's one of the funniest bits I've ever seen in my life. Dude, to this day, both of those movies are two of the funniest you'll ever watch in your life. From beginning to end. Yeah, flawless. obviously we're talking about Delirious and Raw. You know, two of the greatest movies. I mean, you know, we obviously talked about this last week, how... You know, Eddie Murphy's career went, um, you know, and hell is still going. I'm not going to say went. The man still has an amazing career going with Disney and all the shit he does. So, you know, but you know, his those movies, like I said, in the theater, those movies broke fucking records. Yeah. And I think yeah. they still hold records. I mean, the last person I remember to put out a movie like that was uh martin lawrence and i i I think martin lawrence did one recently right like the last two three years did he news to me i (laughs) and and i'm a martin fan i mean but is i don't remember i think the last bankable hit he probably had was maybe a big mama's house too yeah see i haven't seen any of those just like i haven't seen any of the uh the medias well, oh, yeah. to be fair, the first Big Mama's House is hilarious. The second one was eh. It should have stopped there and been done with it, but it's just like they didn't have to make two more. Well, I think there's only one more, but it just was awful. You know, I'm outnumbered here, so I'll ask the question. What's with the black movie stars wanting to dress up like women, guys? As far as I know, that started with Flip Wilson. Okay, but what's up with that? <laughs> I do not know. I mean, you got Tyler Perry, Martin Lawrence, Lawrence, the Wayans brothers. Uh, Yeah, they did that. Yeah, Flip Wilson started it. It was a big deal when he did it. Name me some white comedians that are dressing up like women to get money. Besides Robin Williams. Well, Robin. Besides Robin Williams, and that movie was amazing. 
<laughs> but he did it once and kept it moving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he didn't make but, a but, fucking. But, but, but for some reason, Hollywood likes to abuse us, kind of keep us in line. But uh, but I, I I am proud to say that uh, Richard Pryor, God bless his soul, never sold out. He never went that route. Is he the one? I mean, even Bernie Mac, I think, did it once. Maybe he didn't. I don't know about Bernie Mac. I don't see. Oh, uh, Bernie, no, Bernie Mac was another one. He another one, pretty good. Much, you know, did things his way. Good man. But you know what? These guys didn't sell out though. This, these were characters that they that they came up with. You know, the Wayans brothers, they'll do any damn thing. They're clowns. Oh, they'll yeah. do anything. Yeah. Martin Martin Lawrence came up with every character that, that he ever portrayed. So uh, uh, Martin's a little fucked up. I believe he might want to dress like a woman. I, be, I, I, I believe Tyler Perry is just using this as an excuse to stay in women's clothes more often. Um, I, would, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy, I mean, he's a character actor. I'm, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the characters he does is because he enjoys it. He did have a little thing with a transvestite. I, I choose to believe that was a misunderstanding. I do, too. I really don't want to believe Eddie was into nothing. And, you know, he, his claim is I was giving her a ride. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna opt to for uh, believing Eddie on that. Well, you you're allowed to, sir. <laughs> you are well, allowed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, obviously, big success in Hollywood. I mean, no denying that. Mm-hmm. Had had a few flops, but overall, he's going to go down as one of the greats. Well, he was with the same woman the whole uh, the whole tenure, right? I think he may still be with the same. No, they may be divorced. Yeah, I know he's divorced now, but I was talking about, like, that whole rise. You never really heard about him. For as much as he kind of, like, exuded charisma mm-hmm. and personality on camera, mm-hmm. apparently, like, in real life, he's very much a subdued human being. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I think he was with the same woman the whole time. But, I mean, look at Will Ferrell. They say he's the biggest boring son of a bitch when the camera's not on. As soon as that red light goes off, he's like, Bleh. Hmm. You know, I've heard that a lot about him, how he's really just a different person. I mean, when you think about it, though, I'm sure a lot of these people are different people. I mean, you know, you look. Yeah. I mean, we just mentioned Robin Williams and who knew he I mean, could you see a little depression in him in his comedy? Yeah, but comedians are dark people. Yeah, I don't think anyone knew he was as depressed as he was and. Obviously, no well, one knew he, he had. He did a... come out like. Well, you have to look at the era he came up in. Mm-hmm. I mean, clear. I mean, clearly, like even even if you knew nothing about him, mm. if you watched a lot of his early stuff, you could tell he was jacked up on cocaine a lot. Oh, of that, he was coked that. right the hell out. You could just tell, like was, uh... I mean, just like Mork and Mindy alone, you could tell he was just coked out of his mind. Oh, Mork and Mindy. <laughs> oh, you know is... oh yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. The, the reason, uh, you know, there was a uh, there was a biopic. Uh, a made-for-TV biopic about Mork and Mindy. It was really more about Robin Williams. Man, it was damn good. They went deep. Uh, you know, he was pretty much the last person to see John Belushi alive. Wow. Uh, because they used to get high together, but then, you know, Robin got off the stuff, and he wanted to clean John Belushi up, wanted to help him, and, you know, he went over to his house, and, and Belushi was all fucked up with some girl, and, and Robin said, look, I, I, I got to bounce, man. I'll see you when you get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And Belushi died that night, I believe. But um, but uh, when he auditioned for Mork uh, on Mork and Mindy, well, it, actually, it was even before Mork and Mindy. It was uh, 
Mork was a character that was written for Happy Days. He, he was an alien that appeared on yeah, Happy Days. Exactly, yeah, exactly, right, exactly. And, and he came in and auditioned and basically ad-libbed everything. He just came in, just coked right the fuck out of his brain, just saying all kinds of crazy shit. And before he walked, before he walked away from the audition, he said, "Oh well, I blew another audition," <laughs> you know, because he just he just figured that he had blown it because he was just so fucking out there. Mm-hmm. But they loved it. They said, "Oh, we got to get this guy, and we cannot write for him." When they did Mork and Mindy, it got to the point where the script would say, you know, Mindy, and it would have her lines written out, and it would have whoever else and have their lines written out. But for Mork, it would just say, Mork says something. You know? <laughs> they wouldn't even give him lines. They're like, Robin just fucking goes off. And whatever. you know, that's a gigantic show, and a lot of people know that show. And you know it only had three seasons? It was like four. No, it was three. I have all three right here. I actually have all the seasons of the show. Are you sure about that? Because I I know it was a little bit of controversy. Because um, I'm not sure if I was. I'm talking about the same documentary that uh, Bobby saw, but I remember what's the girl's name? Mindy Pam Dauber. They had yeah, like a lot of the cast was pissed off because I don't know if if you know how TV works. Once you get to like five seasons or a hundred episodes, that's when you can go into syndication and do reruns. It's hard to do syndication when you have less than a hundred episodes because you'd be burning through them like quick. Oh, right. Okay. And they had canceled them right before they were going to get to that hundred episode mark. Yeah, there. So and they said they they can't they got canceled like after the fourth season. Yes, it and was. A lot of the four. cast was pissed off about that because I think they were like an eighty, ninety something episodes. So they were at that window. I mean, obviously the show is still on, but it kind of fucked up that money for future earnings without that hundred episodes. Yeah, there is a fourth season. I must be missing it, which I will get. Uh, yeah, there was a fourth season, twenty two episodes of that season. So. Yeah, I thought there were more because uh, at a certain point, you know, Mork and Mindy ended up getting married and they had uh, Mirth. Jonathan Winters was their son. Mm-hmm. Mirth from Earth. You know. Yeah, so they, yeah, four seasons of that show, 1978 to 1982. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I grew up watching that for its entire Stop. original run. Yep. <laughs> That's how old I am. Dude, I... Dude, I remember trying to fake sick because I wanted to watch The Price is Right. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch that with my grandmother when uh, when Same. Bob Barker still had dark hair. Yeah, I... <laughs> wow! Oh, yeah, dude, I can't wow. even... <laughs> hey, Box, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to ask you guys to uh, incriminate yourselves here, <laughs> but did any of you see the original live episode of that infamous clip of Price is Right where the uh, chick got so excited she her tits just popped out on camera? I never oh, did. I wish. <laughs> I was probably because they do blue every every so often. They do like you know bloop classic bloopers, and that's one of the top ones. Yeah, I was probably in school that day. Yeah, same here. Probably. Yeah, and I, I might have been. I might have been too young to appreciate that at the time. That yeah. could have been a fact too. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure I was in school because my 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 mom caught on real quick when I would uh, sneak down and. And and want to lie on the couch right around Price's Right time, no matter how sick, quote unquote, I was. Yeah, that kind of segues into something I want to ask you guys about. Mm-hmm. Now you know every nowadays with movies, everything is R rated, X rated. Don't take the kids to see this. Don't take them to see that. But back in the day, movies that were PG, PG thirteen had nudity in them. Yeah. So hypothetically, I'm curious, like. Let's just say a young boxman or a young Bobby goes to the movies with mom and dad, nineteen seventy something. 
and uh, you see tits in a movie that's rated PG, mm-hmm. what are your parents' reaction to this? Do they shield you from it, or do they just like, hey, this is what it is? Because it just seemed like back then, even though that's probably not something you want a seven-year-old to see, mm-hmm. they were they were they would have been a little more progressive thinking. They wouldn't have been like so uptight about it. Like parents would get the day like, oh my god, tits. <laughs> yeah, dad never shielded my eyes. Mom would if she was there. Dad would, yeah. yeah. Dad would let me roll with it. He never cared. Dad was a cool mother. Dad is still a cool motherfucker. <laughs> and for me, as I remember, my uh, that never really came up that much mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. You know, we well more for us. It was more of uh, watching stuff on cable. Of course, something would something would pop up. You know, some tits would come out. They wouldn't. My parents wouldn't freak out or try to. You know sealed my eyes or anything if there was a if there was a scene that was ultra violent in a movie like a Schwarzenegger movie or something we would talk about it a little bit my parents wanted me to be okay you know within the in the environment that I came up in when I was very young you know it I could have gone either way to be honest you know a lot of my a lot of my friends when they became teenagers well I'll just say that a lot of them are not around today so you know violent violent shit like that we would talk about it. We would discuss it, you know. Um, as far as sex, uh, you know, some tits popped up once in a while. My parents didn't freak out or anything. They're like, that's a human body. You know, you, you're going to be into that someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you'll appreciate this scene one day. Right. Maybe you'll remember it when you need to, kid. <laughs> exactly. On that glorious night, <laughs> the best five seconds of your life. Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, I remember watching Zapped with my dad. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you know about Zapped with Scott Bayo. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were so many tits in that movie. That I movie? mean, that's what the movie was about. It was just not- Oh, that oh, movie was wild. Dude, yeah. I watched I mean I, I I I watched I mean, my when I was a kid, my sister did uh she rode horses. She did the shows all over the country and you know, all over the US. They would they would travel. Me and my dad were home alone during the summer a lot because he had to work and I would stay with him. Um, we, I mean, I watched Porky's with my dad way oh, yeah. younger than I should have. Um, oh, wow, uh, Meatballs. Oh hell yeah! Re- oh yeah, Bill, oh, Bill Murray, fucking uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I, I, be- I, I, if I want to say I was nine years old when I first saw Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, I watch things with my dad I probably never should have, <laughs> you know, at that age. You know, but, hey, I mean, I turned out all right. As, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. You're high right now. You're probably armed. But, yeah, you turned out all right. I, I, I am unarmed, sir. I, I, I am un- I, I'm in a pair of Zubaz. I have nowhere to carry. Nowhere to carry. <laughs> but I am wearing Zubaz. I don't know if that says anything about me. <laughs> okay, uh, let me see it. But yeah, yeah, though. Since <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and you, you know what though? It, your thinking is correct. It was a little different back then. If a yeah. parent showed his kid a movie like Porky's now, you know, like a like if a parent showed a nine year old, he'd probably get fucking child services called on him if someone found out. Yeah, I remember watching Porky's when I was probably too young too. I was definitely too young to watch Zapped at the time. Oh so, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, what was another one I remember seeing with my parents? I mean, and you, you know, there was always, 
And trust me, I always did feel awkward sitting there with my dad looking at boobs, you know, and stuff like that. It's always an awkward moment. Yes, but you know what, though? These movies that we're naming, though, they were innocent enough. Mm -hmm. They were actually aimed for kids and teenagers and young adults. They just showed tits. It wasn't like we were watching hardcore porn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, even movies like... Like your, um, you know, your Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. You know, your movies back then had fucking tits. Yeah. It's just the way it uh, was. What was that one movie? Uh, just One of the Guys. You know that movie? Oh, yep. I'm so glad you brought that yep. up. That's an obscure flick, but I fucking love that movie. Yeah, there were tits in that right at the end. Right at the end. Yeah. She, she wanted to show the dude that she was a girl, and she just whipped out those fucking beautiful tits. And I watched that as a kid, and that movie was geared towards high school kids. It was beautiful. Dude, pump up the volume. Yeah. I, I, I know I'm even going late in the fucking years, but pump up the volume. Yeah. Amy Mathis just breaks out those fucking beautiful fucking jugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, Yo, and, and, you talk, we talk about things that wouldn't work today. Mm. I don't know if either one of you, you ever got, you guys ever seen a movie called Losing It? Losing it. That sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. That's yeah. Tom Cruise. I think that was his first official movie. Uh, Shelley Long, and I can't think of anybody else offhand that you guys might remember in that God, movie. God, Shelley Long. She was in. She's a rare one to find in the movies. Yeah, but this is. It came out. In, I want to say nineteen eighty one or eighty two. I don't remember. Let me. Let me. And, let me. And real quick, the basic premise of the movie is this: is a bunch of high school guys, right? Mm-hmm. And they go to Mexico to get Spanish fly. <laughs> to uh basically uh <laughs> i don't yeah. want to say I, let's just say they want to pull a couple of a little cosby is cosby <laughs> right <laughs> but it, it's like it's weird because it's played for last but obviously rape ain't funny um, but uh they, 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 once but once again it was geared towards kids mm-hmm. okay yeah. i've seen this movie i've seen this movie okay 1983 yes yeah yeah so i was off by a year yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I wasn't. I wasn't doing it. I, I wasn't correcting. I was just stating. Uh, yeah, set 1965. Four rowdy teenage guys travel to Tijuana for a night of partying, joined by a heartbroken housewife. I do remember this movie very vaguely, but I do remember, like, the premise and the. You know, I, I can see the plot, and which, which means I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise. Jackie Earl Haley, I like that guy. He was in a movie I watched recently called uh, Criminal Activities with uh, Travolta. <laughs> rare, uh, not rare, I don't know if that was like a straight-to-DVD movie or something, but it's a great fucking little movie. I'm not familiar, what's that about? Exactly, no one's familiar with it. Everyone I mentioned it to is like, what? I'm like, dude, come on. It's uh. Travolta is a gangster and you know throughout the movie they kidnap a guy and you know there's a whole thing going on so basically the the kidnapping and who they kidnapped is part of the whole story it's some you know I I don't want to really spoil it because it's really a good thing and you should watch it I think you can you know get it on you know Wi-Fi you know what I'm talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um so, you know, but by the end of the movie, you figure out there was a huge setup and one of the guys that you never expect was totally in on it, set it up. Mm-hmm. And from 
start to finish, it was a complete setup. You, it's <clears throat> really a good. It's a nice little crime mystery. I mean, I'm I'm not looking it up on IMDb here. I'm just going off, you know, what I remember from the movie. But I mean, not many well-known actors. But then, you know, there's Travolta. Yeah, hey, he's the man. Oh, the coolest of cool. I don't care if you know all the rumors about. It. I don't give a shit if he's fucking sucking dick on his fucking plane while he's flying it. I don't care. He's the cool you know motherfucker. Many, you know my. You know how many actors are gay and. Nobody like no nobody even knows and who gives a shit that, watching a character. That's what it is. Know? No one cares. I mean, I'm sure people do. The problem is Hollywood cares. That's the problem. And there are people. And, and well, the other problem is there's a lot of people out there who do care. I mean, it's just fact. There's a lot of people out there who do give a shit. Oh, I ain't going to see that. <laughs> I ain't going to see that. Cares movies. Nah, nah, it's, two, it's 2017. Being gay makes you more over. <laughs> not Think to, about everybody's coming out now. Not to everybody. Well, over the past, you figure, I think ever since, uh, I, I want to say, uh, what's that show? Will and Grace. I think that kind of opened the floodgates. Yes, ah, and I knew B. Megs was going to bring this up. Um, Criminal Minds, season finale. Fuck, that show is getting I can't see how a show in a th- in, in the twelfth season can just keep getting better and better. Usually, they start tapering off. This show is getting better and better. Now you get to see the transformation of Spencer back to the Spencer before he was in prison, uh, and you know they've got another lead on Scratch. It's just fuck, man. The show just keeps getting better and fucking better. So that was my thoughts. Love the finale. Can't wait to can't wait till it fucking comes back. Um, there you go. Anyone else watching Criminal Minds here, or is it just, I'm the only geek watching it? Yeah, I don't, I don't eh, even. I don't really do cop shows. Not my thing. For the most part, there are a couple of cop shows that I did enjoy, but it's just it's not really my genre. I get it, dude. I get it, and there's so many of them out there. Yeah, it's a lot a, of good ones. There are a lot of good ones, but there's a lot of ones that are only around for a few seasons, and then bye bye. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> five seasons, five to seven seasons seems to be the uh, the ticket for cop shows. Mm. So you know, going past that, I mean, you know, you got your NYPD Blue, obviously, which went twelve seasons. Uh, Law and Order, Order, the original, went 20 fucking seasons. Oh, hell yeah, man. Law and Order, that's that's like, what would you even, that's almost like an empire at this point, man. You know, and every show connected to it, even Homicide, which I used to watch when I was a kid. Right. uh, Which I think is connected to uh, Law and Order. That was some good shit, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, SVU, if you ask me, SVU was the best. Uh, SVU yes, is still running. Yeah. SVU still running. I actually uh, have uh, watched Wednesdays last night. I watched Wednesdays. Fucking another show that just keeps getting better. You know, you still got Liv and Ice-T. As, uh, yes, yes, Ice-T is still on that show. <laughs> yeah, who would have fucking thought? <laughs> I, still to this day, when people you know, were talking, I always have to say... Dare uh, this guy wrote a song called "Cop Killer." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, and you know Dick Wolf still has shows coming out. Um, he's this new Chicago Justice. Uh, he's all the Chicago PD, and all those shows are his. Oh, and awesome. he has a brand new show out, a show out called Inside the FBI New York. That's not a like SVU or Chicago PD. It's an actual reality show where he just follows around FBI agents. Oh wow! That new, yeah, yeah. So it's uh. It, it's only on its third episode, so you know not not much to catch up on, Bobby. If you do want to check that one out, because that's not oh. really a cop show; it's a reality cop show. Yeah, that sounds fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it didn't get a lot of uh, you know didn't get a lot of real you know pre you know you know push, but it's a fucking great little show, and I'm liking it. Oh. I hate to add, I, I hate to do the whole tie-in thing, but you guys brought up Ice-T earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with these box, but Bobby, let me ask you. Yeah. Going back to the 80s, mm-hmm. if you had to pick one as a definitive, Breaking, Crush Groove, <laughs> style. Crush Groove is my shit. Break. Crush Groove is my shit. I love Crush Groove. Oh, um, I like I like all of those movies. They're not all great movies, but Crush Groove is my shit because it was based on Russell Simmons. Um, oh, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Russell was supposed to play. He was supposed to be the main character, but he had other shit to do, and he wasn't much of an actor, you know. And um, he was actually – he actually – he was basically, I think, kind of an extra in the movie. He was in one scene, as like, or one or two scenes, as like a janitor or something. But yeah, if you watch closely, you can actually see Russell Simmons in the movie. Um, but Crush Groove, I love Crush Groove. I love the music. I love. It, it made me. I was already a fan of Run DMC, but Crush Groove made me a bigger fan. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Crush Groove all day for me. I <laughs> I hate to say, but Breaking is. The shit to me. I like you, all you three. Breaking, breaking or breaking two. <laughs> breaking the first one. But oh wow! <laughs> I, I but I look. I'm not gonna put down. I still like the electric boogaloo, sir. I will yeah, not yeah. ever put down the uh, breaking two electric boogaloo. I have both of them. I do have. I'll both tell of you them. what's funny about that too is that the first one didn't perform so mm-hmm. well. So the sequel, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, I think actually came out the very same year. Was it that close? Let's. See. I think it was that close. Look that up. I'm doing I think it. it was. A... I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. Why are you looking that up? I'm just looking through your IDMB for a crest room, and that's like a who's who of hip hop. Oh My hell God. yeah! Curtis Blow, the Fat Boys. Uh, Prince was on set, and Crush Groove actually was the movie that inspired Prince to do Purple Rain. Nice, nice. Wow. Yeah. Thank God he yeah. did that. Holy shit, they both came out in fucking 1984. You were right, Bobby. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Breaking 2. To, to me, Breaking 2 still has, I think I might have brought this up one time when I was on uh, before. Breaking 2 has the funniest stunt scene ever. It was a scene where uh, Turbo was getting his ass kicked and he was he, uh, he was thrown down the stairs and all they did was take a jerry curl wig and the, the jacket that little yes. tiny little turbo was wearing and put it on this big huge muscle bound stunt man <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i remember that dude 
and and uh, you know you got um, you know in the first one, the first the one was going thing, good. Man. Looked at a box man. You said you have the uh, you have it on DVD. Yeah, well, I've got it over here. I've got it on my uh, my hard drive. You know, okay. and, and and in the first one, everything's going cool, and then suddenly Turbo is dancing on the ceiling, and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Did I take acid? Did what the fuck? Uh, you know, and he's and, and and then you know everybody walks in and he's you know already on the floor and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? And he's sweeping. You know, it's like what the. But nah, dude, I I loved if if breaking is on, I'm gonna stop and watch. You know what? Any three of those, I'll stop and watch. I'll I'll admit. But breaking, just kind of uh, I don't know, was always my that was my jam, bro. <laughs> 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 I did not even realize they both came out the same year. Yeah. That's actually freaky. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. A lot of people don't even a lot of people didn't even know that there was a break in before breaking two. <laughs> wow. You know? It has the number right there in it. Everybody just pretty much thinks about breaking two, electric boogaloo, before they even think about breaking. Yeah. Wow, that's funny, man. And B-Mix says the album version of Purple Rain is actually a live performance and the first time they played it live. If you listen closely, you can hear a few people scream throughout the recording. That's cool, man. Hey, and that was a, you know, thank God, that was a great, great movie, man. Oh, hell Purple yeah. Rain, you know, that, that, that should be up there in uh, awesome musical 80s movies. You know, it... it the good thing about the 80s was you could watch a musical and everybody wouldn't, you know, call you gay for doing it. You wouldn't even think of it as a musical. No, no. How, it, it, no one thought of Grease as a musical at the time. <laughs> right. No uh, one. You know, fucking, no one cared, you know, but I, I mean, because, you know, your musicals were like Sound of Music. Right. You know, things like that. And then, you know, Grease. You know, I'll and like I've I've said it before, Grease or Grease Two, I will stop and watch any time they're on to. But even Pur- Purple Rain is something like even if it were to come out today, I think people would wouldn't still they still wouldn't classify it as a musical for the simple fact that Prince was just such a cool motherfucker. Like yeah. only only Prince, he's the only dude I know that can get away with wearing purple lavender. Yeah, and just like. And nobody will say a fucking thing to him. Yeah, nobody else can He's do that. He's the only dude that can get pulled at all. Yeah, but you know another thing too about Purple Rain is that the music in it made sense. It was placed, it was placed in situations that made sense for it. It wasn't like they were just walking to the store and it just broke out in choreographed mm-hmm. <laughs> sequences. You know, they were at a club, they were performing, or somebody was auditioning the song, you know? Yeah. The, mu- the music made sense. Exactly, exactly. Now, B-Meg says greatest musical, in our opinion. You guys want to see if we can narrow down? I don't know if I can narrow one down, but I'll try. Mm. Now, that would have to go, what would you classify as? A, I mean, if I would probably have to say Grease the original. To me, Wizard of Oz is considered a musical. Oh shit! I guess so. I guess huh. so. But I mean that. But and yeah, he that's why he said why isn't it might not be on you know IMDb and everything. But I would put it in a, in the a musical genre 
absolutely. Same yeah. with The Wiz, you know, the Michael Jackson, Diana Ross. The Wiz, Ross. absolutely. And yeah. Yeah, great oh, yeah. music in that fucking movie. That's yeah. an excellent movie. If you've, if you've never seen The Wiz, you need to find it. Check it out. Yeah, I have it. I do too, actually. That's a, I have that on DVD. Um, but uh, great, I would probably consider Grease... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh my God, Rocky Horror Picture Show. There you go. I don't know if I could fucking deny that. It's too, it's too tough. It's, it's too tough to call that one, man. I mean, there are too many good ones and yeah. too many different. Like you're comparing all kinds of apples with all kinds of oranges. Yeah, it just I mean, depends on your taste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you throwing like, would you guys consider Chicago and Dream Girls a musical? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Moulin yeah, Rouge. Absolutely. Yeah, musical. Um I mean Eddie and the Cruisers technically is a fucking musical. Technically, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, and I love both of those. You know, we did a show on it a few weeks ago. Uh you know, excellent movies. So, I mean, there's so oh my god. I I don't think I could narrow it down, but I believe if I had like, you know, you know, like a gun to my head, I'd probably just say Grease. The original Grease, you know, Grease 1. Grease 2 had its moments um, to see Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, simulated fucking a ladder is a scene worth seeing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Hudson Hawk is definitely a fucking musical. Oh, that was, and in uh, under shit on that movie, but that movie is fucking phenomenal. Underrated excellence <laughs> in a movie. Him and uh, Danny Aiello. Yes, and, and, a tremendous fucking yeah, movie. Sandra Bernhardt, and I've said before, I don't know what, but there's something sexy about that woman. Because she gets <laughs> naked and everything. Pretty much. Look, she has a hell of a body, too. She, she's not pretty. No, she's no, not, no. Hey, uh, hey, ugly girls always go to extra miles. I believe so. she would yeah. go a few extra miles, but uh, yeah, she's Looks like she can suck the skin off a McNugget mm. with them lips. <laughs> Fucking suck a golf ball through a tennis racket, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Uh, and I'm. <laughs> it's funny you bring her up because uh, B Max had brought up a, a point in the. Uh, Chat a little earlier about X Files coming back. Yeah, it's a lot of shows that are being relaunched. X Files, Roseanne, Roseanne, uh, Married with Children. You guys think about this? Well, and will they be successful? Do they have a chance for success? I think Roseanne does because that show had a place in number one. Had a place in everyone's heart. Number one, that yeah. was a gig. Or number two, that was a a huge hit. Now again, it's not coming back till 2018, and it's only for eight episodes so, with that. yeah so and it but it this is how it goes probably yeah but it, it is going to be on of, if, if, it's, if it's enough of a demand i could see it going longer it could yeah. well it, it, it could get a, a, an extended second season i would imagine but i mean it's coming back to abc from what i read it's eight shows okay. i got no problem with these shows coming back and especially if you can get the cast yeah. yeah. Now, here's my thing. Here's my thing about Roseanne. I, I wonder where they're going to take it from because it went kind of crazy towards the end. Well, the last show uh, went kind of crazy because if you remember, she said Dan actually died. Yeah, it was like she was writing a story. Mm -hmm. One of the kids was I, there was all kinds of shit was different. Like she had one of her her sister was represented her mother or some shit like that. Right, her mother yeah. represented her daughter. Some crazy shit like that, but. The lat I think the very last season was when she was when they hit the lottery and they were mm -hmm. rich and everything. Yeah. And that, I think 
my personal belief, now I don't have anything to back this up, but even at the time when I was watching it, I thought that it was because, you know, Roseanne, of course, he had creative control of her. So I thought that she had completely lost touch of the blue collar life because that was her whole appeal when she uh, when she first made it big. She was just a regular, you know, regular homemaker, you know, blue collar yeah. chick. Mm-hmm. But then when all of the money came in, I feel I think she kind of lost touch with that and she started to write what she knew and what she knew was being rich. It's the same thing that a lot of rappers go through. You know, the first <laughs> album, dead serious. Think about it. No, the you're first right. album, they're hungry, they're starving, and that's that's all they talk about. I'm starving. I, I yeah. Need money. You know, the, after a couple of albums, I got money. I got cars. I got all that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm glad you. That's a that's a damn good that, point. That, that 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 that's a definitely a, g- a good comparison right there. But you know, I mean, I got to tell you, this all kind of started with Fuller House. And I love it. I, I don't care what anybody says. I love Fuller House. I watched Fuck anybody who judges. I've seen both seasons. They're both really fucking good. And they took yeah. it in a good direction, but they never went as, you know, off the fucking rails. We've said it a few times tonight, as fucking Roseanne did. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wanna see where they start that show from, where mm-hmm. they're gonna pick it up from, how they're gonna if, you know, John Goodman is gonna even, you know, come back. I don't see why he wouldn't. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, and you know, the 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 one girl, uh, ooh, Becky. No, the other one, Sarah Gill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, she's got on a on a TV on a morning talk show, or you know, mm-hmm. one of those not view, you know, one of those not the view oh, shows, the Chew. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I know what you're talking is, about. Is it the Chew? I think it might be the talk. Something like that. Talk, chew. Oh. oh, they all have fucking one-word names now. One word. Talk, yeah, chew. Verb. Just, just fuck it. Suck. How's that sound? Suck. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's Jesus. A good one. Call Let's it fucking cunts. Anyway, uh, th- I will say horrible, this though: horrible. if they bring it back, the burning question is, which Becky will they bring? Which right. Becky will be utilized? Well, right. I would say the long-lasting Becky. The original. The original. And uh, yeah, I would yeah. go with the original. I like yeah, that. That was like weird because like that they alternated seasons like towards like in the middle. I want to say between like the sixth and seventh season, they literally alternated between the original and the new one. And yeah, it, hold on, that, that, that was a mile. You know what though? This hold is... on, hold on. Did you see the? Did you ever see the one episode where uh, in the end credits they were fucking with DJ because uh, the uh, the girl uh, Becky kept coming in and out of the kitchen. DJ was in the kitchen, and they just kept swapping uh, the actress. Oh, God. And he's, he's standing there looking at them like, what the fuck is going on? No, I never saw that. That'd be, I oh, need that to check that shit. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? This isn't... That's nothing new. I mean, this goes back to the bewitched days yeah. when they switched Darren's on us and never said a word. Never said a word, and and you know, and yeah, Dick York uh, and Dick Sargent. Dick, yeah. and yeah. I know how you know. Um, yeah, that, imagine they got one. two dicks to play one part. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, how do you? While we're on this subject, though, you know one of the greatest fuck yous ever in the history of television when they came, when it came to switching a character. At Viv on Fresh Prince. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was fucking tremendous. Yeah. Will Smith gave zero fucks. Yeah. Well, d- yeah. now, wasn't that kind of like a David Caruso thing where she started g- asking for crazy demands? 
No, she got it was a lot of issues. Like I because she was like a classically trained actor. Because her and Will kind of had beef from the fact that he basically came into it as a novice. He was a rapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she had been acting at that point probably about ten fifteen years. He was young and cocky and brash. And also, I think during the course of like the second or third season, she got pregnant, and that went against the contract. Because I don't know if you were watching, they kind of like she wasn't. She was like uh. They do those Hollywood tricks where she was behind doors. They put her in padded clothing so you couldn't yeah. tell. And that kind of fucked up a lot of plans that they had. And they basically let her go. Yeah. You know, I, they tell a couple of different stories because her, like, yeah, when they interviewed, I guess, a couple of the people involved in the show, they said that she had become difficult and uh, she was too demanding and, you know, too hard to work with. But she says that that she's been she had been having trouble since the beginning there were discrimination problems she said she even mentioned racial discrimination because you know she was noticeably darker than everybody else and she said that that played a big part in it you know which i, I don't know okay. i can't speak on okay that. literally that's grasping at straws i yeah yeah I, really I, that's... i'm a dark dude you know and i i don't i don't think i've ever I don't know. I, I don't want to put my situation in hers. But, yeah, I think you're probably right. That's that's like saying I was too white to get the job. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it also didn't look good, though. That I mean, she was tall and thin, and they replaced her with a shorter, light-skinned you know, woman who was supposed to be the exact same character. Uh, well, and, yeah. and for me, per, I, don't, I don't even interrupt, but... For me, the show, I mean, I was a Fresh Prince fan, but for me, I don't know how you guys feel. The show lost something because, like, that second Vivian just, it wasn't it wasn't clicking. Mm. She was too much of a doormat. A doormat? <laughs> I... Yeah, yeah, you know, the first time Viv was kind of kind of fiery, you know, like you felt like you couldn't really get anything over on her. But I, for me, it was just that they, they seemed to be two completely different characters. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like the tale of two shows. I, I, I mean, I never watched every episode of that, but I definitely remember a lot of epic fucking episodes of Fresh Prince. But, um, yeah, then, I don't know. I don't really remember the switch on that show, to be honest with you. Just YouTube, DJ, JZ, Jeff, Fresh Prince. <laughs> that episode was hilarious because he was like the only character on the show that kind of acknowledged it. And then Will kind of gave like this awkward uh, look to the camera. Look like, at the camera, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I love when sh- I love when shows do that. Acknowledge the awkwardness going on. I I don't know why. It kind of it it always brings me back to like a Ferris Bueller sort of thing. Oh yeah. Whenever yeah, they yeah. do that, and I know it was done before that. Don't don't sit there. He didn't come up with it. Yeah, I know he didn't, but. Oh, he perfected it. Oh, yeah, he... <laughs> I would say he did. I, I mean, yeah. fucking, you know, it's, you know, how many years later and Domino's is now recreating all the fucking Ferris Bueller scenes in their commercials. Right. And I want to, I want to, uh, I want to call back to, uh, we mentioned Shelley Long earlier. Yep. Uh, there was an episode of Cheers mm-hmm. where they, I didn't, I, and I didn't catch this until uh, the reruns years later, but they made, they sort of addressed Shelley Long leaving the show, right? Um, because they were at a, I think they were at a drive-in, and Fraser and Sam and whoever else they were in the car, and they were watching King Kong or something, or one of the King Kong movies, where one of the established an established actress from the movie wasn't in the movie, 
and one of the characters, I think it was Woody, said, "Now, why would why would an established actress who everybody is no, you know knows her from this? Why would she refuse to come back to the show?" And and I think Kelsey Grammer said something like, "I don't know. I guess you know she wanted more money to go elsewhere, thinking that she would be a bigger star or whatever." <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, they're clearly talking about Shelley Long. Yeah. Oh, name, yeah. It was obvious. Now she she did end up coming back, didn't she? She came back for you know she she came back for a few episodes. I, I, I think yeah she did she did. Now uh, B Megs brings up another great one: the Steve and Jefferson switch on Married yes, with Children. Thank oh you. yeah, yeah. They never really. He just kind of showed up, and I I I have to admit I like Jefferson better than Steve. They were two different characters, though. I thought that was an acceptable swap. It wasn't like they were trying to pass him off as the same. They guy. weren't really, but I, I, I preferred Jefferson. I was more of a Jefferson guy. I liked him better. And that brings up a good, interesting point, though, because even though Married with Children was always like crude and like the anti-family, anti-Cosby type show, when they made the switch from Steve to Jefferson. The dynamic of the show changed completely mm-hmm. because when Steve was on the show, even though it was still like comedy and like lowbrow type of humor, it wasn't as slapsticky as it was when Jefferson came on the scene. Mm-hmm. True. Now true. Jefferson, yeah. remember, played the screaming guy in Wayne's World. Oh, was that him? That was <laughs> Jefferson. He's been in a t- a bunch of fucking movies and Revenge yeah. of the Nerds too. Revenge Not of the, the Nerds. Back. That's right. He was he one was, of the main. He was also on Love Boat. You know, he was known for Love Boat yep. before. Uh... Oh, you know what? I think he was also on Happy Days. He was on Happy Days after Richie. Left. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I believe he yeah. was, man. Yeah. That was another. Didn't they do a quick. Uh, they did a switch on that show, too, didn't they? On Happy Days. Happy. Day, well, they got rid of the brother that was an older brother. Got rid of him. Right. And then, and, and, and you know, um, what was the. Uh, and, and, and Brady Bunch just brought in an extra kid out of nowhere. Oliver. Oh, they do Oliver. That a lot. I don't know Remember Oliver? Oliver, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah, whenever whenever she ever noticed like whenever a show was like dipping in the ratings or they feel like it's starting to lose a step, somebody'll either get pregnant mm-hmm. or they'll add a kid. Yeah, they'll bring in a cute kid. Cosby show did it all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know why? It was a damn good reason for that. And and this isn't has nothing to do with the current situation. This is just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby as a comedian, in my opinion, isn't funny. He's a good storyteller. Right. He works best when he has people to play off of. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like in my opinion, like he can be he he's funny when he's like telling a story, like you know, you know, I went to the dentist and I met Bill, and Bill's a contractor, <laughs> that type of shit. Or when he has a kid to play off of. Yeah, he he does. He plays best off of kids. Yeah, you know what? And I've I've made this comparison before, and. I've gotten shit for it, but if you look at Adam Sandler, he's really a white Bill Cosby. He makes and and hear me out. Bill Cosby can eight. I mean, Adam Sandler is more successful. I'm not saying that, but really, when you watch Adam Sandler and you watch Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby and you know all his flimity flam and all that shit. What's Adam Sandler's funny things when he makes funny noises and says absolutely yeah. gibberish shit? The huh. same thing Bill Cosby does. I mean, I I really believe a lot of Adam Sandler's comedy was Bill Cosby 
inspired. But, yeah. I mean, they're really sort of the same kind of character when you think about it. And, again, Sandler is light years more successful in a way. Um, I mean, uh, and ironically enough, he was on uh, when he was on at least two episodes of the Cosby yes, Show. Yes, he was. Yeah, Theo's friend. The, yep, Theo's friend. Which, which is bizarre beyond belief to see to think that Adam Sandler was actually on the Cosby yep, Show. Yep, I know, man. <laughs> it blows my mind because I was I, I was just watching some reruns of the show recently. I'm like, yes, right. He he was uh, one of uh, Theo's high school buddies because they went to prom together. Yep, yep. Not yeah, together, but you know what I mean. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, you know what? You know, since we're talking about Cosby Show real quick, you know who else was on that show before she was known? Alisa Keys. Really? Alisa Keys. Well, she was a friend of Ruth. Uh, the library uh, Listen, episode. You, you remember the episode when uh, Rudy had, I guess I guess it was a sleepover or something. It was a party, mm-hmm. and, and she had all the kids, and they were riding on, on uh, Bill Cosby's lap. Okay. Uh, Alisa Keys was one of those kids. Wow. Yeah, you can find that on YouTube. Wow, I did not that, know that. The episode, I remember the episode. Wow, I gotta pay attention. To I that. actually remember that episode too, where he was bouncing all that. And, you know, yeah, I do. T- a little creepy now, but uh, now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to bring that up. I really. Maybe we can title this episode the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, the Cosmopolitan that <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have roofies in it. Uh, have I? Se- I'm, I'm sure this show won't get taken down. No, at all. <laughs> have I seen Norm Macdonald's new stand-up? No, I haven't. Norm, to uh, how do I say this? I prefer I prefer Norm on a camera in a movie rather than his stand-up. I do. I really do. Uh, see, like you'd be making the same. He's heard good and bad about it. I just prefer him in a movie i think norm mcdonald's stand-up kind of sucks i don't his, I, I i like his character i don't like his comedy if that makes any sense i think you can only take so much of his delivery i don't know you yeah. know and people used to say that about like bobcat goldthwaite yeah. But Bobcat Goldthwait is hilarious to me. And another guy who basically, you know, his fucking noises and gibberish got him over. Um, True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's hilarious, but I don't know. If I, if I was going to uh, see him live, I don't know if I could take that voice for like an hour and 45 it minutes. It wasn't as bad as you think because I did see him live. It's a little weird to hear him talk normal if you've ever heard him talk well, if you watch Blow, he's the guy that tests out the coke, and he's like, I, I can't feel my face. I mean, I could touch it, but I, but, but I, I, I can't feel it. You know, that's him. He that's butts. That's Bobcat Goldthwait, not in the Bobcat Goldthwait character. Um, but yeah, it is weird to hear him talk. But I mean, you know, there's another guy. Like I said, just gibberish and funny noises yeah. got him over. That was kind of the thing in the 80s, though, I guess. You had Gilbert Gottfried, mm-hmm. who was over the top, because he doesn't talk. If, if anybody thinks that Gilbert Gottfried really talks like that, <laughs> then you're, they're delusional. Uh, there was also Judy Tenuta. I don't know if you remember her, the chick in the 80s. She had the accordion. I do. I think she, think she used to date uh, Gary Shandling at one point. Oh. There was also Emo Phillips. I don't know if you remember him, but he was another weirdo. I loved Emo Phillips. I did. Yeah. He was a really good comic. And he was always on those um, 
Dude, I spent a lot of time on that uh, the Comedy Channel, the uh, what was it, the Comedy Hour, and mm-hmm. he was always on those Comedy Hours. Emo Phillips. Yeah, he was hilarious. hilarious. He was a weirdo, had a weird voice. Hilarious. <laughs> um, and another one who has a you know kind of a, I would say weird voice and kind of a you know really Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. Yeah, I. Yeah love his comedy and if you don't know who Stephen Wright is he's a guy on the couch and half baked -baked. so you can always just go oh that's Stephen Wright and he is also the voice of K Billy's on uh in Reservoir Dogs Oh shit! That yeah. is, he is the DJ on Reservoir Dogs for that he uh, sure was yes sir (laughs) Yes, sir, he was. I'm a huge Stephen Wright fan. Oh, a Boston boy. I was born in Boston, so. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a, a Boston boy, but I've, okay. I've, I would love, yeah. that's. I've always been a fan of this. Yeah, that's a guy I would love to see live, and I haven't. I even saw Mitch Hedberg live, and I haven't seen Stephen oh, Wright. Oh, man, I hate that he's gone. Dude, I hate that he is gone. Dude, don't even. I, I. Every time I think about the fact that he's gone, I, I it makes me sad. Well, I, well, I missed that name. What was it? Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Look him up. Man. Oh, was, I might have to. He was so fucking funny. I might, he died way before his time. I might have to play some Mitch Hedberg. Hey, shoot. I don't mind. Let me. Was he in any movies? Because that no. name does sound like. Ma- was, no, he was never in a I movie. Think... He was on a couple, uh, one or two episodes of that 70s show. Yes, you're but, right. He was. Yeah, because he he was he owned the the uh, I guess the little diner that they went. Oh, to. Wait, that way. Yes. Yeah. He was a real cool dude. Like just real cool. Seemed like out of out of his time. Like you you know displaced from time. He said some funny shit. He would say some. What did he say? He said, uh, "I used to do a lot of drugs." <laughs> I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> here you go. Here, you, you you want a good a good one of his? I'll play one here. Let me let me pull, pull this up here. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for a donut. I'll just give you the money. You give me the donut and the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. I, <laughs> I just cannot imagine a scenario where I'd have to prove that I bought a donut. <laughs> I know it's a little low. Just joke for you. I know who this guy oh, is. Oh, yeah. Some skeptical friend. Don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here. <laughs> I got to finish in a few more seconds. <laughs> oh, wait. It's back home in the five. Under D. For donuts. <laughs> We all know what D is. Oh, yeah, man. Mitch Hedberg was, oh, God, incredible. Yeah. Love it. A genius. Absolute genius. Um, yeah. He was, yeah, he was so fucked up. I, I saw him at the uh, Miami Improv. Mm. He was so fucked up, he kept forgetting his act. Yeah, I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah. But now... now Granted, I went to the eleven o'clock show. My my bad. <laughs> I, I probably should have gone to the fucking nine o'clock like I wanted to, but uh, he was still amazing. And uh, B Meg was saying he did some Jimmy John's commercials. 
Oh, I don't remember that. I don't <laughs> either, but uh, yeah, Mitch Hedberg, way, way too early, man. But you know, really, a, a guy that was heavily into drugs. Oh, yeah. And and heavy drugs. I mean, not just a, mm. you know, big pothead and, you know, yeah. not, not, not a... Uh, not like a Joe Rogan. I mean, you know, everyone, Joe Rogan will flat out admit he's into drugs, but yeah, he's a, mo- a big moderation guy, does everything in moderation. Hedberg was not that dude. Hedberg was right. all or exactly. He was, he was going down the Farley route yeah. easily. And it's a shame to say, but a, a lot of the guys that we kind of put on that pedestal are the guys that you that, that are revered as legends and like geniuses ahead of their time had drug issues. And it's all and it's fucked up to say, but it's almost like you look at, you know, Sam Kennison, you look at John Belushi, you look at Richard Pryor. To me, what made Richard Pryor so fucking great mm-hmm. is the fact that you felt like this was a man that was bearing his soul. Like like, yeah. like 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 he he would do he would fuck up on monumental levels, mm-hmm. and he would just get on stage and make a joke about it. And you can't you can't hurt a man who can come on stage and say, you know what, this is my life. This is an open book. Yeah, because yeah. he never like say what you want about Richard Pryor. He never lied about a fucking thing when he was on that stage. No, that's true. No. And yeah. and you know, real quick, I just want to you know you bring up you know it struggles with drugs and alcohol and everything. Chris Cornell. Recent, uh, oh, yeah. recently, you know, they found out it was suicide. You know, hung himself. Another guy, not my favorite band, but you know, I, I would never want to see this happen to anybody. So you know, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Did want to at least bring that up tonight. Uh, I'm actually glad you did because um, I would like I said I didn't follow the music, mm-hmm. I, so I can't even comment to that part of it. But what messed me up about the story was he had did a concert apparently. And people that saw him like a half hour before said he was seen like he was in good spirits and hey, how you doing? Blah blah blah. Goes back to the hotel, hangs himself. Well, that that that's just fucking eerie. I read today that he his wife had come out and said that he was on an antidepressant medication, and I can't remember the name of the medication, so I'm not going to say it or even try to say it. <clears throat> but um, he was on an antidepressant medication and he was talking to his wife slurring on the phone and said he might have taken an extra one. Now, one of the side effects of the medication is suicidal thoughts and acting on suicide. I don't understand why these medications can be put out when you could possibly kill yourself on them. I really think this, 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 I hope she goes on some sort of crusade but um you know for that 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 cause but um obviously they're saying maybe this was a rare side effect of the medication um which doesn't make it any better shouldn't make anyone feel better about any of this mm-hmm. but you know the fact that he was at least his you know, when the talk screen comes back, you know, obviously everyone's saying he was clean at the time. So the only thing he was doing with prescription was, you know, the antidepressants. So I just hope, you know, I, I, I feel bad for, you know, the, the his whole family. And again, that, I, I, you know, he that wasn't my favorite band, but, you know, right. horrible to happen, still, horrible to happen. Yeah. You know, so I, I did like some of the songs that just wasn't my favorite band. 
Yeah, I mean they were a staple. Box you and I, man, they were a staple mm-hmm. in our in our in our uh, you know formative years, man. You know, throughout the '90s, they were they were right up there. I mean, they were like I can't I can't I'm, I wasn't like that's not my genre, but I definitely knew who the hell they were because they were constantly on the radio with the other bands who were staples at that time. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and obviously I'm talking about Soundgarden now. I mean, there Vaseline is one of the best songs songs they have to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that mm-hmm. fucking that's what I like to hear. That guitar, that fucking mm-hmm. chainsaw guitar is what I like to hear in my music. So, you know, I, as much as they weren't, you know, he also had you know Audio Slave was another one, which I actually like some Audio Slave stuff too, but. Uh, you know, just th- this wasn't the, you know, to me, this wasn't the greatest band, but absolutely a staple of the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This kind of brings up a point that I'm actually glad you uh, brought this up. Little uh, controversy, so to speak, broke out on social media. Go figure. Facebook and controversy. So, you know, typically, you know, celebrity dies, sports, wrestling, whatever it is, rest in peace, you know, the floodgates open. So this guy, like I said, I didn't comment on it because, like I said, I didn't listen to the music. And But apparently, like, a lot of people felt like, you know, a lot of, the, I guess, the hardcore fans of the guy or the group were coming at the guys that were, like, posting, like, hey, rest in peace, Chris, blah, blah, blah. You'll never be forgotten. Well, what, well how many of your, uh, how many songs did you ever listen to? They, they're, like, asking for your fucking resume just because you are giving, like, rest in peace shout-outs to somebody. And I'm like... What are your guys' thoughts on this? Like when people get, like when the super fans come out of the woodwork and start questioning other people that maybe are just trying to be decent human beings and say, you know, a, a life was lost, condolences to the family. I wasn't a fan necessarily, but it's still sad to see somebody die at fucking 52 years old. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Go ahead, Bobby. Some people just want to be, some people just want to be heard, man. Some people just. Yeah. Bobby want to feel like they're important like they were a part of it like you didn't know the guy any better than I <laughs> any better than I did yeah. because you happen to be a bigger fucking fan you know it, I, I I didn't know the guy you didn't know the guy either it's a life that was lost he was an artist and a creator so fucking just let me show my respects and shut the fuck up yeah you know? look it doesn't matter how well you know look come on that's like saying when a fucking actor dies and you say rest in peace. Oh, oh, did you know him? No, but I really enjoyed his movies. Right. <laughs> Jesus I Christ. didn't know him. No, I didn't know Robin Williams, but I mean, I won't. I mean, look, listen, I didn't know Eddie Guerrero, but I'm not going to lie and say I didn't fucking shed a tear when the guy fucking died. Right. I mean, I don't have to know him to do that. I don't. You know, and again, you know, Chris Cornell, like we said, you know, Soundgarden had a lot of songs that were in the 90s. A lot. They got a ton of fucking radio play. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was a fucking staple. So, but yeah, man, that that, that's horrible. That's literally like when an actor, did you know the act? No, I didn't. Do I have to? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just look. Bottom line is this. Sometimes people want to be decent human beings. They still do exist, folks. Just just because you can't fucking rattle off every song or every album or when he started or when he was born or or what his mother's maiden name is, just because you don't know all of those facts 
doesn't mean you can't be a decent human being and say, you know what, a life was lost. Uh, a lot of people like the dude. You may have not been a big fan of the guy or know his history or his uh, biography, but hey, rest in peace. Right. You know, there was a uh, there was a rapper who died uh, last year. I think late last year. Um, I don't know if either of you are familiar with uh, PM Dawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the lead rapper, Prince B, he died, I think, from uh, complications from diabetes. Mm-hmm. And when their music was out, it, it wasn't my type of music. It was a little too soft for me, a little too vibed out. So, you know, whenever they came on the radio or the video came on, I would, you know, that was my pee break or whatever. I was not a fan of the music. But Prince B died, and I'm like, damn, that's that's kind of fucked up. Like, I remember the guy. I remember his music. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? Let me go check out some more of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hop on YouTube or whatever, check out some PM Dawn songs. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This wasn't too bad. Maybe I should have given it a chance, uh, you know, back when the shit first came out. So, yeah, he passed away. And maybe I became a little bit more of a fan than I was before. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, he was a guy who I didn't care for at the time. But now I'm like, damn, that, that's it's sad. He's gone. Just let me show my respects like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I, you know, this brings up another person that you're to, that, that you know, kind of. B Megs is bringing up in the chat, uh, <clears throat> Brad Knowles from Sublime. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Sublime, believe it or not, he says the library for them is small. It's actually not. There's a lot of uh, live stuff. That yeah. you can get off of YouTube and some torrents, uh, but um, you, didn't, uh, you didn't hear that here. No, 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 no. But uh, it's me. It's Sublime, dude. I don't even think they give a shit. Meanwhile, they they do have Sublime with Rome now. They are touring again. The oh, new sure. guy is very good. I will not lie. Yeah. He's not Brad, but he's very good. Uh, and Sublime, by the way, is one of my favorite bands. They are oh, yeah. amazing. If you like punk, if you like rock, if you like a little yeah. reggae mixed in. Reggae, some ska. A little, a little ska, exactly. They are yeah. the band for that. I play them all the time. I, I, and you know you know what Sublime does not get credit for? Hmm? You know, it's easy, it's easy to give the credit to Snoop, but Sublime was out first and put Long Beach on the map. Absolutely, man. I mean, he had, and you know, I mean, there, there's songs where he, you know, he has a live version of, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Saw Red with um, Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rare stuff with him, but uh, the new guy is very good, like to the point where I would go see him if they came to Texas. Let me see if I can find some of that with Rome. What the hell? Who just opened the door? Yeah, yeah, my daughter. <laughs> nah, that's fine. If you got to leave for a little while, go for it, man. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm just. All right, let me. Uh, I know there's. Here we go. Here's some sublime with Rome right here. This is take it or leave it. The oh, oh, hold on. Son. There's an ad real quick. I'll uh, talk to the ad for. <laughs> Three, but uh, this is the song "Take It or Leave It," <clears throat> and you can hear a little bit of what the guy, this guy, sounds like. She's got a knack for hurting me. 
Absolutely. You can hear a little bit of there. You go. Even B Megs is saying he's seen them twice in concert. Uh, I mean, they've got Eric Wilson, their original bassist, with them. You know, who basically he was the other, dare I say, most important member of the band with Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they've they've because that if you listen to his music, the bass guitar is a huge part of it, especially in the reggae parts. Yes. Yeah, so Brad, you know, Brad and Eric Wilson were definitely, I mean, he mentions his name in a ton of songs, you know, listen to Eric Wilson, drop a funky bass line. Right, right. You know, I mean, his, but. His bass style was, was damn near a second vocalist, the way that he played Absolutely, that you know, and you could say the same thing about the uh, the bassist from uh, Rage Against the Machine. Um, Jesus Christ, I totally forgot his name. Um, but yeah, the bassist from Rage Against the Machine is just as sick with the fucking bass as Eric Wilson. If if not a little bit better. But yeah, Sublime, another band, Brad. You know, and oh, what a sad story. Gets out of rehab, goes home, mm-hmm. it's just says, okay, I'll do one more and it's over. And ODs on that last fucking shot. You know, I mean, yeah, what sad. what a sad story. Um, but, you know, I really, really, really fucking love Sublime. They were a great band. A, Jesus, almost like, I mean, just ahead of their time. Way ahead of uh, their that's time. That's a nice, that's the perfect segue. Thank you for that choice of words, Box, because... We're talking about a lot of people that kind of like paved the way and, you know, went before their time and set a standard. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it wasn't fully realized until after the fact. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw a name out to okay. you. You too, Bobby. Uh, Leonard Schneider. Does that name ring a bell? Leonard Schneider. Doesn't ring a bell to me. Give me more. Probably doesn't. <laughs> it wouldn't. Okay. So I'm going to... Uh, Name, um, uh, he's better known as uh, Lenny Bruce. Oh, oh, hell yeah! Hell, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, you talk about a dude now. Now, when you think about guys like Richard, I mean, he was Richard Pryor, Red Fox. Well, Red Fox was, was around probably around the same time, mm-hmm. but uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy rolled into one. Yeah, rolled into one. Like he was Richard Pryor before Richard Pryor was Richard Pryor. Wow! Oh, yeah, definitely he was. Doesn't doesn't get the credit he deserves, man. Seriously, the shit they they, they tried to uh, bring him in on was bullshit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and you know, a lot of comedians do give you know Lenny credit all the time. I mean, he was definitely one of the you know pioneers of you know the goddamn he was the, he was the pioneer of dirty com- comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Lenny Bruce, I mean, you know, and and for back then, you know, that kind of, you know, back, back then they, you know, they they would call it, you know, working blue. 
working blue, working blue yeah. and that was really for his time no 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 you don't do that yeah but he was also kind of a smart comic too he didn't he didn't just like he was the originator of that style but he didn't he wasn't just doing it just for the sake of being dirty right 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 you know right absolutely man um yeah but yeah i mean lenny bruce was definitely one um I mean, God, who else was? I mean, you've mentioned Richard Pryor so much tonight. That, I mean, you cannot say that he wasn't a pioneer for many comedians to come. Be it, oh, who's the pioneer of dirty music? I have to put Two Live Crew on the map. Two Live Crew mm. was probably the most famous for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. because, you know, they were around during that whole, you know, Tipper Gore and, right. you know, where she was fighting to get, you know, and, and she sort of won. I mean, she got the yeah. uh, parent, you know, parental advisory explicit, explicit lyrics um, on all those albums. I would say Two Live Crew is the pioneer of the dirty music. You know, as far as as far as uh, as far as putting it out in the forefront, yes. Yeah. But before Two Live Crew, before Two Live Crew, there was Too Short. Mm -hmm. Before Too Short, there was Blowfly. Blowfly, I think, was in the late seventies, wow. early uh, eighties. Early if you're not familiar, look up Blowfly. It's real old school. Wow. Uh, he he originated the dirty style. Wow. <laughs> look him man. up. Yeah. Now even even B Meg brings up Too Short. Yeah, Too Short. He I I always forget how fucking yeah. how far back he goes man yeah freaky tales that's a classic it is and uh, gee, please life is too short his best life best is. album by him uh david allen co dirty slash racist so i would kind of keep him on the back burner uh if we want to talk about pioneers fucking i'm gonna go real old school okay mom's mabley Oh yeah, I forgot about Moms Mabley. <laughs> and this is a lot of people do, but <laughs> her and Lawanda Page. Lawanda Page from from my hometown. <laughs> Man, yeah. I'm, I'm I miss Lawanda Page so fucking much. Yeah, you know uh, she was the. Uh, I know you guys know some NWA music. Mm -hmm. uh, Just don't bite it. She was the one. She was the sample in there. The world's biggest. Yep, <laughs> that was. That was Lawanda Page. I know that. Yep, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yep, that was uh, the Easy E album. Uh, no, that was the uh, that was the uh, hundred miles. That was hundred miles and running. Uh, you're right. You're EP. right. Yeah, yeah. I have that. I could play that song real quick. <laughs> Just don't bite it. Yeah. I do have it, but I'm uh, by the time I get to it, it'll be too late to even fucking reference it. So who cares? <laughs> oh. Man, yeah, there's some dev yeah, there has to be a rock group. I don't dirty music rock groups, I'm thinking. <sighs> I mean, the rock groups back then were very I mean, they insinuated a lot of there was a lot of innuendo in the rock music, <clears throat> but I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I mean, now they, you know, you know, the, 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 there's no innuendo. It. You know, she, I, I was, you know, straight inner fucking badge, like fucking, you know, 
I mean, there's <laughs> right. no innuendo anymore. And the old rock songs were a lot more innuendo. I mean, you know, right. Shaheen was laughing at me the other night for playing, you know, ZZ Top Pearl Necklace. Meanwhile, <laughs> that song is not about jewelry. If you listen to it, he's talking. Music back then in general yeah. was uh, all about innuendo. It really oh, was. Yeah. Even even Michael Jackson was doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. A lot of people had a lot of, and you know, but uh, Rolling Stones, yeah, Rolling Stones, singing about young girls. Look, a lot of songs back then were about, you know, young girls, 17 and... Very true. Very, yeah. very weird back then, but uh, <laughs> it just wasn't the same back then. It just wasn't. The, I mean, there's a '60s song about a girl being 17, and I God, I can't. I'm not sure what song I'm thinking of, but I know there is one. Is it Jesse's girl? Well, Jesse's girl isn't really about a young girl. Jesse's girl is about Jesse is a friend, and uh-huh. he needs. You know, you know, he has to feel Jesse's touch. <laughs> you know. He wants to tell her, but the point is probably moot. By the way, that might be the only song to use the word moot. <laughs> <laughs> you might and that is the that. great, but I love that song. Anytime I hear that song, I go right back to being a kid. That, 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 that's a fucking awesome song, man. Jesse's Girl, Rick Springfield. No, we're talking about one-hit wonders. There's there's a one-hit wonder. But he's not really... You just don't know some of his other songs are his songs. Okay, let's see. But he's... he's if you mention Rick Springfield, you're going to get one of two things. General Hospital? Or, or <laughs> oh, the Jesse's Girl guy. I mean, they did a movie about that fucking song. Called Jesse's Girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't know that? I did not. There was know. a movie about the whole song. Huh. Oh, God. Of course, yeah. Let me. When was that? was an 80s movie. I'm real surprised you never heard about that one. Yeah, no. Jesse's Girl. There we go. Movie. There we go. Jesse's Girl's movie. Jesse's Girl movie. Oh, come on. Hey, uh, while you're oh, looking that up, movie. <laughs> while you're looking at that box, <laughs> interesting theory I have here. Okay. We've been talking about com- comedians a lot today. Would you say that, uh, you know, th- to me, stand-up, you know, true stand-up is becoming like a lost art in terms of like actually can't get on stage and actually talking about stuff that's relatable? Mm-hmm. A lot of it's becoming like more cornball. Would you say that Chris Rock is like the last of a dying breed? That once he is fully out of it, it's almost going to be like it's going to like comedy's going to shift, and you're not going to have too many people on the horizon that kind of like are going to carry that torch that Pryor had, that Fox had, Red Fox, I mean, <clears throat> and even to an extent, maybe Bill Cobb to an extent, even Martin Lawrence when he well he only did a couple handful of specials, but it just seems like more and more it's more it's going it's reverting back to slapstick, you know. And guys really not talking about that when they do stand up. I, I would say once I would say once uh, Chappelle and Rock hang it up, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be tough to get back to that. I my quick opinion on this is again we're gonna get into someone who you know passed away way too early. God. 
damn it, why did Patrice O'Neill have to die? Because he was <clears throat> about to carry that torch, in my opinion. Never would have heard of Kevin Hart. I'm sorry. I still say you would have. I think he was. I think Kevin Hart was blowing up either way, Patrice O'Neill or yeah. not. I think. I think Kevin Hart was bound to fucking happen. And again, I. I, I agree. I maybe in the minority, but I like Kevin Hart. I have. Zero. I'm saying he's not funny. It's just like he can kind of, like once. It's like it's like it's pretty one dimensional. Oh, he's the same character in every movie, but it it's it's. I don't know. You can't blame him for that. Oh, absolutely not. He actually said that in an interview. Yeah. Why would he turn? Like, you know, his he, he became famous over, well, virtually overnight. Yeah. So so people started throwing roles at him. And why would he turn them down? Why would he turn down money? He knows how this whole thing works. You know? I don't blame him. He's, no. he's not always going to be on top of the world. So he's going to do as much as he can in a short of time. As I've said before, this guy should make as much money as he can while he can because this is what happens. You get hot and then you're not. You know, of something. Yeah. And, but you can live off the royalty checks forever. Absolutely. But you know what? His, his stand-up comedy is really funny. I know, you know, you don't see it much anymore. But Kevin Hart's stand-up comedy is very funny. And, you know, but like Bobby said, he suddenly got really fucking hot almost overnight. It was like, who's this guy? And then suddenly, I mean, it was like the Roman Reigns effect. He's down our throat in every fucking movie. And, yeah, he plays the same character in every movie. But you could say that for a lot of comedians. Yeah. A lot of them. I mean, let's face it. Is Dan Aykroyd, I mean, yeah, you got Blues Brothers in some movies, but... Now, when Dan Aykroyd's in a movie, he's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, and you know what? Give give Kevin Hart some time to to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at Eddie Murphy. Look at Eddie Murphy's first handful of there movies. There you go. He played the exact same character, just with different names. Exactly the the the, you know? the cocky smartass. Whether it was a cop or not, he was the cocky smartass. Fucking hustler. Exactly. That's what, I, yeah. that's what he was for like his first four or five movies. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, I I defy anybody to tell me that Eddie Murphy is not one of the greatest actors ever. I think he's I think he's underrated as an actor. Oh my God! If you can watch the movie Life and not say he's an incredible actor, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That movie yeah. Life, he did. I mean, obviously him and Martin Lawrence in Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn. Barney Max role in that I was, is very I was just about to say. Yeah. That's another guy we lost too soon. Damn oh, it. yeah. Then I was just about to say, you know, not only Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, but Bernie Mac was in that movie and a ton of others. Mm-hmm. Great, great fucking movie. You know, I mean, that proved what, what kind of an actor he was, that kind of movie. And there's been many more. I mean, Eddie Murphy didn't doesn't always do the, you know, ha-ha, I'm a cocky cop. But uh, Bowfinger. Bowfinger's a great movie. Oh, yeah. A great movie. Definitely an underrated, um, definitely underrated Eddie Murphy movie. And I I, I do like that movie. I I like Bowfinger. I do like Bowfinger. Steve Martin, Heather Graham. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah, please. Mm. Roller Girl. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Who doesn't love some Roller Girl? Right. (laughs) I sure do. Uh, there you go. Can't get right. Bokeem Woodbine. I 
I, <laughs> yeah. Bokeem Woodbine to me is an underrated actor. Oh yeah, hell underrated yeah, underrated yeah. actor. You know, I saw Strapped. Strapped. Yeah. Did you ever see Strapped? I actually did. Um, he was in the big hit with Mark Wahlberg and Lou Diamond Phillips. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and another movie that doesn't get talked about enough. He was in a movie called Jason's Lyric. Yes. Yep. Hmm. Oh yeah. Very underrated role in that flick. Yep. And Dead Presidents as well. Dead Presidents, another. That's really that. That's a great fucking. But that's been on cable too here. I gotta see that. I've never seen that movie. I gotta see that. What Dead Presidents? Yeah, I've never oh seen it. Oh my god! Oh, do you? Oh, bro, you, you'll love that it. That is a star-studded cast too, man. If you really yeah. look at it here, let me get the. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Uh, I know Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate. Chris Tucker's in mm-hmm. it. Uh, uh, damn it. Uh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, absolutely. Uh, I know Chris, that. Uh, uh, I think. I think Heather B is in that. I think she makes an appearance in that. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up the cast right now. Give me two seconds here. I've Freddie Rodriguez is in that movie. Um, yeah, you said Terrence Howard, uh, Lawrence Tate, Chris Tucker. Gee, I don't see. I don't see who you're talking about, bro. I don't think she makes a, she doesn't have like a starring role in it, but I think she, I think she has maybe one line. Yeah, I'm looking like for a, you know, rest of cast, not. Yeah, it might, she might have, I thought, yeah, it might be, it might have been uncredited. It might be uncredited, which usually the, sometimes they have the uncredited, but they don't in here. But Dead Presidents is an amazing fucking movie. And it, it you know, it goes from a, a war movie to an action movie to a drug. It's 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 one of those all kinds of movies wrapped into one. Yeah. And you want to talk about you know stark contrasts and roles. And to me, what I what I def, what I consider to be a good actor is somebody who can, you know, basically transition from role to role, and it's like and pull it off seamlessly. Mm-hmm. You guys may not agree with this, but one of the best at it, especially in the early to mid nineties, yeah. was Lance Tate. If you look at him and to go from Menace to Society mm-hmm. to Equal mm-hmm. to Dead Presidents, the, the the character shifts that guy made throughout his career are just like to me so so underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And you know, uh, 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 Bokeem Woodbine also in another movie, uh, two movies that Weaves is bringing up: Devil and Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. I'm an Elvis fan. I love that movie. <laughs> that movie made me get a uh, TCB pendant for my chain that I was wearing at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I already had the TCB earring. <laughs> no. Yo, Box, I mean, you you got the hair for it. We got to see a, a Boxman cosplay as Elvis one of these years. Uh, I got a, plenty of pictures of my dad dressed as Elvis. Come on, Box, you got to pull out a jumpsuit or something one of these uh, years. Maybe one year. Halloween's coming up in a couple months. Oh, don't even talk about Halloween. Oh, that means Christmas is coming up soon. Shut up. <laughs> when you got kids, last thing you want to hear about is Christmas. <laughs> right. Oh, my God, we're broke again. <laughs> Takes you a year to recover. Oh, you spend the whole year recovering. It's the whole yeah, year. This fucking year is flying. The whole year you spend recovering and then you're fucking broke. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. What else we got? I don't know. What what uh, what TV shows you guys... The, 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 the main TV show that I've... The newest TV show I've been watching lately. 
is Shades of Blue. I know you guys. Another cop it's, show. It is another cop show, but it's Ray Liotta and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, okay. Um, along with others, but the main two characters are Ray Liotta and uh, Jennifer Lopez. This show has a lot of the Shield in it. You know, the Michael Chiklis show. Okay. It's 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 one of those shows where the every episode they get deeper into trouble and they keep having to work their way out of the fucking hole they keep digging themselves into. The shield is just like that. These guys just every lie they tell creates a new problem in the shield and it's the same same fucking thing. Hmm. So you know, it. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been lazy with it, cause, but I, I, the, I caught like the first couple episodes from the first season, and I just got a gorilla watch that maybe sometime this weekend. Because from what I saw from the first two, three episodes, it's definitely a good mm. show. And what and what I like about it is, from what I, the little bit I've seen of it is, each episode flows into the next, flows into the next. But you really kind of got to watch it like episode after episode in order mm-hmm. to really kind of get the story they're trying to tell, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, on a separate note, going back to the chat room here, because it's kind of why we're here tonight. Uh, BMX says he was surprised John Tutoro wasn't a bigger name. I'm going to agree, another underrated actor. John Tutoro is in some great movies. Uh, the, a lot of great Spike Lee A movies. lot of great... Spike Lee loves him from John Tutoro. A lot of great <laughs> every movies, and I'm talking back to... Uh, I'm, I'm gung ho. Oh yeah! I actually wow. I watched gung. Man, that's whoo! That's a throw. No, it's believe <laughs> it or not. Keaton, right? I literally watched that two on Monday. I watched that fucking movie. Gung fucking. It was ho. on cable. I turned it on. An excellent fucking movie. John Tutorial in Gung Ho. Another excellent movie. He's in Quiz Show. Rounders. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Quit, yeah, yeah. Ninety, yeah, yeah. I actually remember when I came out in the yep, movies. Quiz show, quiz uh, the movie Rounders. Was, uh, I want to say it was ninety three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. John Tutor's in Rounders. Uh, quiz show though is another underrated movie. Really good fucking movie. Uh, I haven't actually seen the movie, mm-hmm. but you know what? Uh, if you guys are you guys familiar with uh, John Holmes, the porn star? Yeah. Oh. From uh, another one from my hometown. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah. Well, this isn't the porn show, folks. But uh, are you familiar with? Uh, like, he's probably most known for outside of the whole eighteen-inch dick thing, allegedly. The uh, the Wonderland Murders. His involvement in that. Ah, hmm. that's right. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the. Remember the uh, back in the day, the Eat You Hollywood stories. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. I fucking love that show, and actually. So I don't, whoever did it, God bless them. They've been posting a lot of the old original episodes on uh, YouTube. And they posted the, uh, and I can share the link in the chat for anybody that wants to see it. They posted one they did years ago that I was looking for on John Holmes and the Wonderland Murders. Really? And they actually made a movie about it. Val Kilmer, who, with the wig and the mustache, (laughs) pulls off a a damn convincing John Holmes. That's interesting. So if you actually get the chance to look that one up, look that one up. I want to say the movie movie's actually called Wonderland. Wonderland. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I chat. remember that movie. I don't think I, I don't think I saw. Yeah, it. but that like that whole story, like his whole story. I mean, he didn't commit the murders physically, but 
It's a, if you follow that story, it's actually very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, it, real quick, back to I mean, John Totoro is uh, you know I mean this guy has been in a hundred and one credits. Yeah, he did the Transformers movies and stuff like that, but ton of fucking. I mean, he was the, the the Flamingo Kid. The uh, uh oh god, who was uh, uh the Matt Dillon movie? Flamingo Kid, Color of Money, Mobetta Blues, some of the uh, Men of Respect, some of the movies that we, you know, uh, that we've gone over. Do the right thing. Yeah, do the right thing. Oh, brother, where where art thou? You know, and he's even doing this this new Transformers coming up. He's in that, too. But uh, I brought up Rounders. Have you guys seen Rounders? I have, but I don't remember anything about it, really. Okay. I love that movie because I play poker. Uh-huh. I play Texas Hold'em. I love playing Texas Hold'em. And really, I love playing cards. I, I Any card game, I love card games. I like playing cards. But uh, Rounders is an incredible movie. Uh, it's Matt Damon and Ed Norton, who, god damn it, Fucking Ed, oh, Ed Norton is amazing. Just absolutely yeah. American. I mean, look, he even made an Incredible Hulk movie good. And I'm a <laughs> right, fan of right. Hulk. I'm a huge I'm Hulk. A Hulk. I'm the I'm the biggest Hulk fan, man. You should see my one day when I get when I move into my new house and get my collection set up. I'm going to show you a picture of my Hulk collection. I'm a collector, a legit collector. Right. Nice, yeah. man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Fight Club, huh. man, Ed Norton. He's, he's... Yeah, yeah, Fight Club, American yeah. History X. Say fucking brain scan, brain scan, and you know, even uh, we we've just bringing up another underrated Totoro movie with Secret Secret Window with Johnny Depp. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he was the weird. He was Johnny Depp's alter ego in that movie. Um, but yeah, man, fucking. Uh, blah blah blah. What were we? T- uh, Rounders is just an amazing fucking movie, man. And Matt Damon's a badass dude. I don't give a fuck what you say. Matt Damon's a bad <laughs> motherfucker. Jason Bourne, all those movies are great. I don't know. He's just a good fucking, uh, good fucking character, man. J- Matt Damon's awesome. I think. Yeah. Well, they're bringing up Jimmy Smith in the chat. You know what that's going to lead into if you bring up Jimmy oh, Smith? <laughs> it's going to lead into NYPD Blue Talk. Of course. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? He's been in a ton of new shows lately. I mean, Sons of Anarchy, Dexter, all those new shows. But, um, you know, I- I'll tell you what. I'll-, I'll-, I'll get off the NYPD Blue by going into uh, John Lithgow. They bring up that oh, Lithgow. Yeah. Is- now, John Lithgow is... I'm not going to say he's underrated because he's definitely got the credit he deserved, but I mean, in a lot of very great movies. I bring up Ricochet as one of the underrated movies he's been in with uh, him and Denzel Washington. Lithgow was in Raising Cain, another crazy movie. He was in part in that movie, too. Footloose. He was in Footloose, for God's sakes. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, so, uh, uh, what's that show? Uh, 30 Rock. 
probably what a lot of people know Lithgow for is Dirty Rock. No, Third, third Rock. Third Rock. Third Rock, third rock from the Sun. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what a lot of people probably know him from. But, uh, yeah, Lithgow is amazing. And he's he's a definite good, creepy guy. If you've never seen seen Ricochet, he is a he's a, a basically a serial killer. Yeah, and they are after him in this movie, and it's got uh, not only uh, Denzel, uh, Lithgow, and Kevin Pollak. Oh yeah, in, has a few scenes in this movie. Uh, another guy that's underrated. Absolutely. What, what's that? <laughs> the whole nine yards. That's that's a great character. Yanni. Not even that. Oh, I can go further back than that. Uh, what's that fucking movie? Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. That is a great fucking Man, I love that Twilight movie. Zone. Anybody that hadn't seen it, go out and see it now. You probably can find it on YouTube, download it, torrent, whatever. Mm-hmm. But go watch that Yeah, they're bringing up Twilight Zone. Another fucking great movie. That movie gave me nightmares as a kid. The Twilight Zone I can movie, watch it yeah. now and appreciate the greatness, but as a kid, that movie gave me nightmares. You know what gave me nightmares as a what? kid? Because since we're talking about creepy motherfuckers, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, that was one of those shows, Robert man. Stack was fucking Robert Stack. Because yeah. I used to watch that shit like, <laughs> at my grandparents' house late, in, late at night. And she, like, it was like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And the music, his aura, like, especially when they would do like a murder case or something yeah. like that. And they would reenact it. Oh. Try going to bed an hour after that goes off. Those reenactments <laughs> were up. Those reenactments were horrible. Horrible. Yeah, was, was the voiceover work and shit. Oh my God. But but yeah, I do remember those. I remember those and uh Robert Stacks. I remember him from fucking the Beavis and Butthead movie. Jesus Christ. Oh hell yeah, 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 with the cavity yeah, song. Beavis and Butthead do America. God damn, that was a great that was there's an underrated movie. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I guess uh, Lithgow I guess was in Dexter. Uh, we was saying I've never seen I have not seen Dexter. I know it's yeah, I know it's a little surprising. But I have not seen Dexter. Me neither. I've only heard good things, but I've never, I've never actually watched. Yeah, it. yeah, I have too. Have any of you gentlemen seen uh, Nurse Jackie? No. No, not my favorite. Watch no. that. No, now they're they're since we talked about Rounders, everyone's kind of bringing up John Malkovich because he's in that movie as a guy called KGB, who probably does one of the worst Russian accents in the world, but. <laughs> in that movie, it fit the part. Um, yeah, he's another one who is an amazing... I mean, Jesus Christ, they named a movie after him. Being John Malkovich. They named him... Being a, John a, Malkovich. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he was in a movie... Another movie I really like Malkovich in is uh, Line of Duty with Diane Lane and uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay, yeah, I've, I have seen yeah, that. Yeah, D- Diane Lane, you know, obviously she was Cherry in The Outsiders way back. <laughs> you know, that's that's another movie we've got to fucking do. Yeah. 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 Now, so, but yeah, I mean, that was a really fucking good movie with Malkovich. He's done a ton of great fucking movie. Now, they're saying that they have a reboot of Unsolved Mysteries on YouTube. 
and it's some of the old episodes updated. And guess who hosts it? Dennis Franz. Oh, fucking wow. Sipowitz. God damn, we're gonna. You guys are forcing me into NYPD Blue Talk. Forcing me. It's totally right. You're forcing me to do it, but I'm trying not to because I, that that would take over the show, and we've already gone almost. You know, <laughs> we're coming on two hours soon. So, but yeah, man. I mean, the, 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 John Malkovich, though. I mean, like I said, they named a fucking movie after that guy. And I really liked that movie. It was a weird-ass movie, but I liked I've that movie. I've never sat and watched the whole movie, but I've seen bits and parts. I know they kind of go into, like, a, I guess you could say a portal. Yeah. And they yeah. see everything John Malkovich is seeing. Yeah, they yeah they kind of, yeah, right, yeah. Right. It's a weird movie, man, but it's worth mm-hmm. watching, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've just never sat and watched the whole fucking movie, but I know... You know what is what it's about the premise, and I've seen parts of it, but definitely a creepy fuck. But yeah, he's in a ton of great movies. He's a great actor, great fucking actor. Yeah, he yeah he's intense. He he does he he does the whole build up thing like that's his gimmick, and it works for him. He can do it. He pulls it off like, beautifully. He's one of those Daniel Day Lewis really gets into the character. I mean, you know, yeah. we bring up Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, holy shit, that Gangs of New York character, you know, he got, like, pneumonia during that movie and shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, that... But and there's another movie that, holy shit, if you've never seen Gangs of New York with Daniel Day-Lewis and... Uh, uh, what's her name? Cameron Diaz and um, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's an incredible fucking movie right there. Long. You talk about guys that get into the roles. Mm. One, of, one of my favorite urban legends about guys who, who, like the method actors, is the stories you hear about Robert Deere from back in the day, where you where they say he would actually sniff lines of cocaine so he would know what an addict felt like. Oh wow! What it would feel like to be strung yeah, out. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the excuses they used back then. You know what? But I mean, Jim Carrey is one of those guys. They said for that role in Man on the Moon, he had a very hard time breaking out of that uh, Andy Kaufman character. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Yeah, him and Lawler had a little, a couple issues coming out of that. Well, Lawler just wondered why Jim Carrey was a dick to him the whole time. You know, in the Andy Kaufman character, because you know Andy and Jerry were were really good friends. They were, they were best friends. friends. Yeah. They did this all because they thought it was funny. Yeah, Jim Carrey didn't realize it was a war. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's <laughs> even, you know, a, an interview with, you know, Jerry Lawler where he's like, should I tell him me and Andy were, like, best friends? Should I let him know? Because he's really being an asshole to me. You know, and I mean, you know, obviously, you know, Jr. in that movie, and, you know, I, that that's another movie that's been on cable lately. Uh, great fucking movie, you know, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's he's another guy, though, get, get that gets really into his roles uh, when they're the serious roles. Uh, but, I mean, you know, Daniel and, and uh, Christian Bale is another one who gets really into his roles, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of those, you know, those, those method character actors out there that, you know, get really... But, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is known for definitely being one of them and obviously you know i mean uh, uh, uh christian bale lost like a ton of weight for a movie uh the the mechanic 
I believe he lost like a ton of weight to do that movie. I think that was the right movie I'm thinking of. But yeah, I mean, a ton of these actors just go through, they put themselves through a lot of shit just to do a role. I mean, like I said, on the, on the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the shooting of, um, Gangs of New York, Daniel Day-Lewis ended up with pneumonia at one point. Wouldn't wear a jacket. It wasn't with the times. That's hard. That's hardcore right yeah, there. Yeah, that's, I don't know, hardcore, fucked up. I guess there's a real fine line between the two, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm, 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 you know, not watching. Oh, there you go. Malcolm. Oh, another movie Weebs brings up knock around guys. Oh yeah. That's yeah. an, uh, that movie did horribly and shouldn't have Vin Diesel is in that an early Vin Diesel movie. Malkovich. Um, Jesus Christ, that kid that looks, uh, uh, the other kid, fuck, I never remember that guy's name, I'll, I'll, I'll pull that movie up while we're talking, but Knock Around Guys is a really fucking great movie, and again, Malkovich has a really strange accent, (laughs) (laughs) he seems to really like having that weird fucking accent in his movies, man, I don't know why, but he does. Um, uh, we were uh, talking about rest in peace shout outs earlier another guy another two people that I want to bring up we'd be remiss if we didn't bring him up uh, Powers Booth ah yes Tombstone Tombstone I mean he did more than that but that's what I'll always know him for yeah that's a good that's that's an amazing fucking movie sad loss yeah, right there knock around guys Barry Pepper is the guy I'm thinking of um, hasn't done much Seth Green's in that movie. Vin Diesel. Dennis Hopper is in this this movie. Really fucking underrated movie. Didn't do very well in the theaters, but it is a really fucking great fucking movie. Um, you know, worth watching. Definitely a fucking movie worth watching. I totally forgot about that movie when we were talking about um John Malkovich, I completely forgot he was in it, and it's it it's unfortunately it's a hard movie to find. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I had to rip it off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a hard fucking movie to find. I need to find the the actual DVD of it. Okay, I was right. It was the Machinist that uh, Mal- uh, Christian Bale lost all the weight for. Look at me. Me four beers in, and I still know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, you know who's a pro? I like um, I like Ice T's approach to acting. Mm. Uh, I heard him in an interview, and uh, I think somebody asked him who who he uh, related to the most on uh, Law and mm. Order. He said him and Belzer were tight when Richard Belzer was still on right. the show. He, he said, because everybody else, you know, they're all classically trained actors and, and they become their role. Like they, they study this method and that method. He said, you give me and Belzer the script. We look at our lines and we read the lines and, and, and we go home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, simple as that. They don't become the person. They just fucking do their job. And yeah, go yeah, yeah. Belzer, who is uh, who was uh, Munch on that show, John Munch. Yeah. And again, I always find it strange. They took that complete character from Homicide Life on the Street 
mm-hmm. and brought the whole character, the 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 past and everything. He's brought up the name Bolander, which was his, you know his original partner. They've even mm-hmm. brought in his ex-wife from Homicide Life on the Street. They've really kept that true Munch character. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm I, I don't. But the thing is, Dick Wolf had zero to do with Homicide Life on the Street. I don't understand where he decided to take that character, but I'm the cells were somehow connected. I can't remember exactly how, but I know that there were uh, there were some joint movies. There was uh, Law and Order, Homicide, some uh, some TV movies that came out. A couple of uh, them. Because I know, I mean, Homicide Life on the Street did have a movie, and I'm not going to say it was good. I'm really not. It wasn't a great fucking movie. Um, but, it, I mean, it was decent. I mean, I have it. I've watched it. But, I mean, it, it, it's really cool how they did, you know, like Anthony said, continuity. They really kept that character's continuity throughout. And, hell, that speaks to Belzer right there and how he played that part. I mean, they wanted that guy, that part, that man, that that yeah. whole fucking thing and they took it they took every goddamn thing you know and yet i mean we, you know we're kind of bringing up ice tea you know it, there's another guy who's done he really has done a shitload of movies when you think about it yeah he you is. know i mean we yeah. we brought up trespass which is an incredible movie you know bill him yeah. bill pullman um surviving the game yeah mm. that was <laughs> That's a nothing get talked about enough. That's very it doesn't. I'll, that's another one. If I happen to see it, I'm watching that fucking movie, and I have it. I I do every now and then, you know, jump back to that movie. But that's a great movie. Um, we, we concept with that movie yeah, too. And I mean, we talked earlier about breaking. Don't forget, Ice T was in that fucking movie. He sure was. Ice T was, and a, a young up and coming Ice T was in that movie. Yep. His film debut. It blows my mind that he's literally been around since like the late 70s. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess kind of in talking about, you know, we're going back and forth, but uh, in the Law & Order SVU, you know, they're talking about Chris Maloney, and, uh, you know, he was in, you know, Harold and Kumar, Go to White Castle. Never forget, he was also in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Ah. He was the gay... The the the, oh. damn it! What was the part he played? He was the gay uh, hotel guy. The, gay the hotel guy. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't. Think he of his was name only on in top. there for a quick minute, but uh, he's been. I mean, he was in Oz, obviously. You know, Chris Maloney. He's been in a lot of movies. He was in Homicide: Life on the Street. Also, he he, he was in one episode where he played a uh, bounty hunter. Who uh, they had to, you know, end up arresting because he, you know, murdered a guy. But you know, he's a. He, I mean, he was on that show forever, and I'll admit the show's not the same without him. But yeah. it's still SVU is still an incredible fucking show. I don't know how much longer it's gonna go, but I. I don't know. I I kind of think they're sort of hinting towards an end right now. Yeah. If you sort of look at it, but 
I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Obviously, we're going to see. But, yeah, I mean, he was in Oz. Um, he's had a bunch of parts, and like I said, in a bunch of other smaller shows. Uh, but, yeah. So. What? We're talking about shows. I guess, uh, is there a show whose ending pissed you off or left you unsatisfied or unfulfilled in terms of, like, you yes. like by the end of it, you just wasted yeah, and, your time and, following yeah. the for many years it was yeah, on? Yeah, and real quick, before we get to that real quick. Uh, Chris Maloney also was in about six episodes of NYPD Blue. You guys are forcing me to bring it up. You're forcing me. <laughs> it has it's to happen. It's going to happen. going to happen. Don't deny. <laughs> hey, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a lifelong gimmick of this show for as long as we're knowing uh, it. The people would feel cheated if you didn't. They would. You know? Yeah, we'll, 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 I'll tell you, we'll, we'll, we'll bring up a few more topics, then I'll, we'll, we'll end with some NYPD Blue talk. How's that? <laughs> Does that? that yeah, good. no. Uh, all right, Anthony. A TV show that the end pissed me off. Uh, Bobby, you were you were kind of clamoring to answer, so go for it. Yeah, because for me, I don't know if uh, I, I get the feeling that you guys weren't into the show, but for me, I was deeply invested. I'm kind of a sci-fi guy. I like the shit that's just out there and kind of twisted. But Lost, I was heavily invested in Lost. I loved that show, and the last, the entire last season. I could tell that they didn't know where they wanted to go with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the last, not even just the last episode, but the last, the last season left me feeling cheated. Okay. I, I never did watch lost, but I've heard the exact, not the exact same, but I've heard that, that about the last season, that it was just very confusing, nonsensical. I've heard. And, uh, that show ended bad. I'll tell you another show that, to me, ended really bad. You guys remember the James Conn show, Las Vegas? Yeah. yeah that was on for like one year. One it was on for a one few season. more. Nah, I want to say almost five years. I'll look it up as we're talking. Talk about an abrupt ending. Uh, that was another show that just had a completely abrupt ending. And Oh, that pisses me off, too, in general. Yeah. When they just end show. Look, I look. look <laughs> this is going to be like completely random, mm-hmm. but one of the show it always irritated the fuck out of me. Never got a a, a serious ending. Was the fucking Wayne's Brothers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved. I, I I was a big fan of that show, and it yeah. literally ended with no conclusion, no nothing. Like <laughs> it was on for like five years, and like they gave fucking Jamie Foxx a final episode. <laughs> fucking Wayne Brothers. That 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 pissed me off. And yeah, by the way, Las Vegas also had five seasons. Yeah, and just ended. Not only did it end abruptly, it ended on a cliffhanger because Molly Sims in the show was pregnant with uh, Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel, by the way, is the guy in all the. uh, he, he's the military guy that uh, takes care of Optimus Prime and all the Transformers movies. So, you know, just to bring it up. And she was pregnant, and they were in the middle of some sort of wedding or something, and she ends up on the floor, she's bleeding, and that's where the show ends. No other season, show's over, canceled, goodbye, sorry, Charlie. That's it. Ends on a cliffhanger. We never get to find out what happens. Wrapped up. Never wrapped up. So that's one show that always really pissed me off when it ended. Uh, let me see. I think um, 
Veronica Mars, you know, laugh at me if you want. I, I love I it. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's another show that didn't really have a decisive ending. I never saw it. Uh, it was a good show. You you would like it. And honestly, I think you would. what I really liked about it, like the third season was kind of like all over the place, but still good. Mm-hmm. But the whole concept of the show was obviously she's like a teenage PI. Mm-hmm. And the whole one season is basically built around one case. But she'll like solve like a lot of little side cases per episode, and each episode gives you a clue to the overall big case she's trying to solve that she'll solve by the end of the season. Right. Yeah, it told it, it very nicely told the story. I think you would like I've it. I've never seen it. Show. And guess who's in it? One of your boys from one of your favorite movies that we reviewed a couple weeks ago. A grown up uh what's that kid's name from um Bronxdale. Which one? C? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I forgot. I forgot his I name. I did too. Francis Capra. Ah, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, his name. Ironically enough, his name is well. Fran- Francis Capra was Little C <laughs> in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was Little C, not 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 Big C. And not to be confused with Little C. He's saying Little C, folks, not Little C. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's not starring in <laughs> it. Biggie references. <laughs> yeah, now, obviously, and, and I, I kind of think this is where you may be going with with, with the endings of shows. Uh, we've just bringing up some shows here. You know, you bring up Chappelle's show, Strange Ending. Dallas, the original Dallas, did have a strange ending. Oh, yeah. And obviously, there's The Sopranos. Which I've told yeah, you before, I, I really liked the ending, and I know I'm really in the minority when I say that. I'm with you. You do too? See, okay, good. Yeah. Then I'm glad to bring this up. Like I said, I liked the ending. The end line of James Gandolfini saying, I ordered for the table, had so many interpretations mm-hmm. that I thought it was the perfect way to end that show black from there i ordered for the table fade to black beautiful it's as journey's playing in the with, background with fucking journey don't stop absolutely <laughs> don't stop believing in the background i re- and and again i feel like they left that open unfortunately we've unfortunately said this a lot tonight we've we, we lost gandolfini early yeah. too but yeah. i think they were trying to leave it open just in case they started, you know, getting deals, doing this. But I appreciate. I know Anthony didn't like the ending. I loved it. I don't know. You know, Bobby said he liked it. I don't know what his thoughts were on it, but you know, I that was mine, and I've said them before. So, yeah. I mean, just to make it brief, I don't. I personally don't have a problem with shows or books or movies leaving the ending open Mm -hmm. to interpretation i don't have a huge problem with that as long as it's done right and it's not it doesn't come off as lazy writing and i that's how i felt about sopranos i I thought that they purposely left it open uh to the viewer's interpretation right and tons of things do it that way and we have zero issue with it and again i brought up you know pulp fiction what's in the briefcase it's your interpretation. Yeah. Is it the soul of Marcellus Wallace? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> the band-aid on the back of the neck does insinuate that it might be, but there's no definite answer. And that's the good thing about the, you know, ending of Sopranos. It doesn't give you a definite this is the finale. Unfortunately, like I said, unfortunately now 
it probably was because you know we lost Gandolfini. Unfortunately, we lost him. You know, to a, you know, his last movie was not the best movie. The you know the 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 the, the whatever the, uh, amazing or incredible Burt Wonderstone or whatever. But I my mom, still, I liked it. But good. I, mean, I get the artistic aspect of what they were going for, but if you look at that last season. They, 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 and over the whole lifespan of the show, they were building and building and building, yeah. and building, and it just kind of felt like a cop out. Like it's almost it, to me, my, it just felt like it's almost like it, they didn't want to kill him off, like you said, because they might have wanted to bring it back at some point. But it's almost like they were expect. It's almost like they went a different direction because they felt like people were kind of like calling that shot, like, "Oh, this has got to be it," because they killed off uh, Christopher. They killed off. Um, the other guy, Frank mm-hmm. Vincent, you know. Yeah, but go home and get your fucking shine box. And the other, yeah, the other guy. That was but you know, I think sister. that's one of the things that I kind of didn't like. That people want. It's like everybody wanted someone to come out of the bathroom and whack Tony. I didn't want him to die. I didn't but it, was just, it just felt like it was a cop out ending. Ah, I enjoyed it. Like David Chase was like, yeah, I, I can't decide. It's almost like he just well, he couldn't decide which way to go. It was just like, eh, fuck it. You know what? Whether you liked it or not, that ending did something that a lot of ending shows don't. It brought people to controversy, and they talked about the show for a couple of months after it was over. So, mission accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do get, I have to say, I do get. Uh, what the problem that a lot of people do have with it because it was such a long running mm-hmm. iconic show. So in a, in cases like that, it it can be kind of nice to have it tied up, wrapped up in a bow. Yeah, you know, y- you, know you you can't ten you fucking can't. years, almost ten fucking years that show was you on. You can't wrap every show up with a fucking bow. You can't do it. I mean, there's certain shows that are. You know, I've mentioned The Shield. I feel like that show was written for the exact amount of seasons it went. But not every show is like that. Sometimes they're grasping at straws for the last few seasons. Sopranos wasn't one of those shows. It was obviously a well-written show. But I, I, like I said, I just really like the open-to-interpretation ending. I have no problem with it. You should leave an ending to a show up to everyone to come up with their own because it gets people talking about it. You want people. I'll tell you a a show that did have a definitive Mm -hmm. ending, and I can't remember if we talked about it before, but it was a show that I liked, and it was a very short show. I think I can't remember if it lasted. I think it lasted two seasons, maybe. Life on Mars. I didn't see it, but I've, I've, I've. I remember, yeah, I didn't really watch it, but I know what you're saying. It was on ABC, wasn't it? Yeah, Boxman, I'm surprised you, you hadn't you, uh, never watched that. You should check that out if you can find I'll, it. I'll, I'll take a look for it. I, I remember when it came out, I just, I don't know why I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's kind of a cop show. It's, it's It was interesting. It's crazy. There's... I don't want to. I don't really want to spoil anything, but it's a short show, man. It's a short watch, one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. You can you can binge it in a couple of days. I'm good at doing that, yeah. uh, and I got fucking basically. I have next week off, so yeah. I'll be uh, maybe I'll definitely get that. I was gonna watch Numbers next week, but uh, that that sounds better. That sounds yeah. better. Uh, all right, you brought up Cobb shows. Let's do it. 
<laughs> Let's do it, and then we can end this show. We've brought up NYPD Blue a bunch tonight. Tons of actors, tons of seasons. Um, I guess let's go ahead and get the NY. I don't really ever want to do an NYPD Blue show. It would be too long. But I've said before, NYPD Blue, anyone who was a fan of it, if you've ever binged watched it, which I know not many people probably have, but this show really could be called the story of Andy Sipowitz. A, you know, Dennis Franz, the actor for Andy Sipowitz. It really does take you through his his life over 12 years. That's exactly what NYPD Blue does. He, um, you know, being the partners that he has starts off with David Caruso. Uh, he go David Caruso leaves because he turned into a complete nut in 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 the middle in the beginning of season two. He turned into a complete whack job and wanted um, all kinds of. He made all kinds of weird, weird demands. So they got rid of him. Jimmy Smith came in, which you've already mentioned tonight. Uh, Jimmy Smith came in and was great in the role, and then he ended up dying. So there's one loss that Andy had to take. Now, during that, he also the loss of his son which was played by uh, one of the, um, who am I thinking of here? Um, uh, heavy guy, comedian from the, all the Mel Brooks movies. Mm. Fat guy. Ah, give me a second. I'll, I'll. I'll, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'll get it in just a that, second here. Speaking of leaving things up to interpretation, yeah. Wait, you said comedian, the comedian from all the Mel Brooks movies, the big heavy guy. Let me see if uh, our chat room put anything in there. Yeah, no, they haven't got it either. Don Dom DeLuise, thank you. His okay. his son Michael DeLuise. Oh, not yeah. the one that played in Twenty One Jump Street. The other one, right? Not Peter DeLuise. Right, right. Michael yeah. DeLuise uh, was his son in that movie. And the cool thing was they actually had his son come back in some later seasons as a vision. So, but yeah, his son dies, Bobby dies. Um, in season six, uh, his wife dies. Andy Sipowitz, Andy's wife dies. In the same season, we lose Danny, who was played by Rick Schroeder, his new partner. And then after that, it sort of all his losses <clears throat> should be sort of taper off. But I mean, NYPD Blue, I've said before, definitely could be called the the, the story of Andy Sipowitz. Uh, I wish it never ended. I wish the show never ended. I really feel it could have gone longer, but they were starting to get really bad ratings. New shows were coming out that were way getting better, and it was just running its course. Yeah, but I mean, like we've said though, that show was the start of yeah. a lot of people's careers. I mean, almost every movie, all but two movies, even last week's movie. I know I didn't mention it, but there was a tie-in the last to uh, Beverly Hills Cop to NYPD Blue. Almost every movie we've done has had a tie-in to it, where someone has mm -hmm. been in NYPD Blue. That show went twelve years in the nineties. And was a huge show at one point. It was getting amazing ratings. Oh yeah, I believe it was like the cornerstone of television. Absolutely, and yeah, it, and and point. and it was the 
dare I say it was the start of gritty, raw cop shows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It defined the, that genre. It did. I mean, obviously now, I mean, we got Blue Bloods, which... Blue Bloods is definitely the same sort of show. And obviously, you know, Blue Bloods has some NYPD Blue tie-ins to it. You know, obviously, Nicholas Totoro is in that show who was in NYPD Blue up till season five, I want to say. Mid-season five, he took off. Uh, got You know, he made Sergeant, not like he got killed off or anything. Uh, but, you know, Blue Bloods is another show. But that's more, Blue Bloods I would consider a family show. The show is about a family of cops that basically goes into the life of the 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 politics that they deal with with their father being the commissioner and you know the daughter being an assistant district attorney. So it goes more into the family aspect of the show. I consider it more a family show than a cop show, but now- what? Now I was saying you, you mentioned it ran for twelve years. Yep. Now, now for you gentlemen, like obviously any show that I would say any show that uh, runs over five years, mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty much as long in the mm-hmm. tooth. Now, even once the show starts to you know dwindle in viewership ratings, you know the money aspects, the financials of it, don't you think that there should be a certain deal where you don't just end it abruptly? That at the very least, if you're going to have a show on that mm-hmm. long, you you at least Owe it to the creators, the cast, the fans of the show to give it a, a concise and proper finale. Yeah, and they yeah. luckily NYPD they did give it a proper finale. Um, you know, Andy does end up, you know, running the squad, which you know, throughout the last season, they kind of show that his character has grown. He turned into the complete asshole in season one. Uh, you know, season one basically starts out the first show. Andy gets six bullets put in him. He's a drunk. He's an asshole. He's a piece of shit. The whole show from then is Andy, Andy struggling to stay sober. You know, which again, yeah. why I say it really is the story of one cop. And only a couple characters made it from season one to season 12. Dennis Franz character being one, and Gordon Clapp, who played um, Metavoy on that show, was the other one who went all the way to season twelve. Didn't he wasn't in the final episode? Uh, no, 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 he was, he was, but um, you know, he he was the only one. Everyone else was new characters. Essay uh, Morales was in that show. Essay Morales is like the he's in every cop show right now. He's in Criminal Minds. He's in Blue Bloods. He's in Chicago PD. He is in three cop shows right now that I watch that are new. He's in new episodes. He's in all three cop shows right now. Um, you know, he's he's a boss in um, in Blue Bloods. He's a boss in he's, he's a boss in all three fucking shows. God damn it. In all three shows, S.A. Morales plays a boss. So, you know, and, you know, but like, you know, we was saying Tom Selleck at I think he's 71 at this point. Still an amazing actor, still looks damn near the same. He's a little heavier, but still looks the same. He did. 
you know, but still, it, 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 Blue Bloods is an excellent show. I would say it's a good comparison to the NYPD Blue. Um, I had that before. Yeah, now they're bringing up another great show that I wish I could find. I cannot find this show to watch the whole thing. Uh, New York Undercover. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that was a show, once again, before its time. It, yeah. it almost got too big for its mm. britches and fox. Fuck Fox, because uh, fuck Fox. Just, <laughs> you know, because I, I brought up the point about shows not getting proper finales. Right. The two shows that came to mind when I said made that statement, the Jeffersons and Mary yes. the, the Jeffersons, Jeffersons and Mary both shows. Were- now, now the Jeffersons. I don't remember the episode. Were on for eleven fucking years, and you could make the argument that by season ten, eleven, whatever it was, that the show's long in the tooth. It was time to go. But for a show that was on that long, and in the case of Mary with Children, help establish Fox, they deserved a lot more than fans. Fans literally told Sherman Helmsley and Ed O'Neill, "Hey, sorry to hear about your show." That that I mean, come on, man. That that's almost like <laughs> that's almost like you uh, reading about reading about uh, you losing your job on Facebook. Yeah. Before your now, boss I don't remember you. the ending to Jefferson's. What? The, because there was, was none. Episode. Because there was really. None. They were. The, everybody involved was planning on coming back for the next season, and then they found out that there was no next season. They got fucked. Well, you know, I'll tell you another show that really never had an ending. That I never. I, I'm thinking about it now. Night Court. No, yeah, Night Court had an ending. Night Court had... Now, if you're talking about the episode where they all decide where they're going and Bull yeah. ends up leaving with the aliens... With the aliens, Now, remember, yeah. there was actually another episode. There was two episodes after that. There was? Yes. Yes. Did not know that. Yes, it was <laughs> out of... It, not out of order... What they used as the final episode, though, was not what they had planned on. Because they had planned on one more season and ending the show. That episode was actually two episodes before the final episode. Hmm. I, you know, I literally had to go to Wiki because I thought the, the copies that I have might have been out of order. But it wasn't. It wasn't out of order. <sighs> But yeah, as much as I thought they technically had an ending, they didn't. They really didn't. Wow. That that they had two episodes after that show, where you know Bull left with the aliens and right. Uh, Dan and Dan and Christine left for uh, Christine went. went to Buffalo. Dan went to go find his true love, which was which was but Christine. She didn't, she didn't <laughs> even know it, and right. nope. There was another episode, uh, maybe maybe there was only one after that. Either one or two episodes, but that was not the actual last episode. Yes. And another show that got fucked <laughs> at the end there was uh, Different World. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I'm glad we're bringing mm. this up. I am. The, the whole controversy stuff, they basically were fucked two, two ways. Basically... Their ratings were like sky because they were, they were basically a lead in off of uh, Cosby and Cheers, yeah. mm-hmm. and obviously Bill Cosby at that time was mm-hmm. gold for uh, NBC. Mm-hmm. But once he kind of ended his show, they went they went on for another year, but they basically lost their biggest supporter. Oh, and they yeah. started off the last season with the uh, what's the the, the uh, riots out right. in L.A. Yeah, and NBC originally did not want them to air those episodes. 
They thought it would cause too much drama. Yeah. And Debbie Allen and the whole they fought for it. And NBC said, okay. They they caved. So mm-hmm. what they did was midway through the season, they just took it off the lineup. Wow. Right? And, and they and they basically so it was like about four or five episodes that didn't air. And then randomly they come they took it off and I want to say the winter of ninety three. And then they brought it back around April, May ish. Right. Because the last episode, official episode, aired in, like, July. And then, like, after the final episode, they aired, like, the episode that they didn't air that winter. So if you look at the reruns, they'll have an episode where, like, Dwayne and Whitley go to Japan and say their goodbyes. And then it'll be a bunch of random episodes that would have led up to that. Dwayne Wayne. And, and and it basically fucked up their ra- it fucked up their ratings because it was almost like they would they were switching time slots every other yeah. week. It was just a lot of fuckery. Yeah, you're right. They had a lot of shit happen to them, but uh, they had a lot of politics fucking them over for that. Shit. And a lot of shows, I believe, probably have the same things that go on back behind the scenes that we don't know about. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's probably good we don't know about half the shit going on behind the scenes, but, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, th- th- it, it's it's amazing. I really, you know, you, you don't realize how many shows had bad fucking endings. Um, mm-hmm. On a positive note, Lisa Bonet was fine as fuck back in the day. Still is. Still, Still is. is. I, I, I just wanted to put that out there. Still is. I mean, we, <laughs> I mean even as far back as... Um, you know, we we did uh, Enemy of the State. Yeah, at least, mm. yeah, man, that 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 still fucking looking good. Yeah, definitely. But um, I don't know, man. We're gonna have to. Uh, I think we're gonna have to do this every couple of months. Just kind of uh, random topic, yeah. random shows, random whatever. Because I like this, and I think, uh, you think so, Bobby? I think so. It's a great yeah. idea. I like this. I yeah, enjoy it. it definitely helps. And uh, Anthony, you got anything else you want to bring up or something you were planning on? Or uh, No, I'm just saying, uh, Do you? I guess real quick, I plan on, you know, I haven't been to the movies in a long-ass time. Nothing really interests me. But I'm going to try my damnedest to see all eyes on me on <laughs> June 16th, on Tupac's birthday. All right. I mean, and that's definitely, you know, I got to consult with my co-host here, but that that has to be a topic of discussion on the show when that comes out. I do out. want to talk about it. I'm like, I I don't, I'm not going to the theater to watch that motherfucker. Dude. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I have I have mixed feelings on it. I want to see it just because I'm a Tupac mm-hmm. fan, but th- th- I am I'm a, I am a little guilty about seeing it just because. His mother never gave her blessing for the flick to be made. Yeah, and and so I'm, I'm conflicted in yeah, that and, sense. And I definitely do want to see it. Like I said, I've said before, you know, as as I'm not much of a fan of hip hop or rap, but Tupac had words to say in his song, in his music, and I I I can always appreciate that. It wasn't just the fucking, you know, it wasn't just you know cursing to hear cursing and. You know, gibberish and repeat lines. He he had words. He, he almost poetic, dare I say. Oh, he was passionate. Passionate, definitely passionate. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't the best rapper, which he freely admitted himself. Mm-hmm. But like he, he 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 was so raw with his feelings and emotions that if he said he hated you, you believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, he 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 definitely was. I mean, there's another one. We we, we we've said the phrase ahead of their time. I believe he was a little ahead of his time too. 
you know, but uh, definitely came out at the right time, made a fucking career. Yeah. I will definitely find a way to watch that movie. Trust me, I can watch it. I can. I'll watch it. Don't worry. Trust me, folks. That will be coming yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I want to do this again. I actually like doing this. This was actually really, really good. Just, uh, just coming on a bullshit, and I really, really like bullshitting with you guys. Yeah, this is good stuff, man. Next time you do it, man, just you know, if I can, if I can be here with you, I'd appreciate anytime, it. Anytime, man. Anytime. Like I said, you never need a fucking invitation. You want to come on and talk some. Random movies with us, always appreciate it. And I guess on uh, on that note, we can uh, we will see you next week here on THD Movie Review. Um, catch us out, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. Jesus, we can even be found on Pod Directory and places like that. Check us out here, ten thirty. Oh, I'm sorry, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Ah, oh, god damn, the Central Time's got me going. Uh, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Always check us out right here, Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. Don't forget to check out me and Shaheen on Wednesday nights on the same place. We're here at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time. And like I said, I enjoy this. We're gonna have to do this every uh, every few months, every yes. couple of months. We'll have to do a. Uh, Come on and uh, just talk random shit. I like this. Yes. In honor of different strokes, we should call these very special episodes. Except oh, very they're, 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 uh, <laughs> there's no bi- there's no bicycle shop, guys. Uh, uh, no, show. no rape. Maybe a little bit of drugs. On a very special THT movie review. Anthony. We'll say that for another episode. What a fucked up episode Anthony that was. He tells us he was raped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I went to a bicycle shop and he, he did all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> One thing led to another. Next thing you know. <laughs> oh, what happened there? <laughs> all right, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> Fuck Dudley, by the way. He sold me out that some bitch. On that note, hey, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, to Bobby, for joining me and Anthony. Had a great yes, time. Much love, Bobby. And uh, on that note, you know how we do it. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box.